This is the intro. That's what she said. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I'm Simon. I'm Johnny. Uh, and I'm Lewis. What the hell? <laughs> we have a guest. We have a guest. Welcome, everyone listening to the Diecast. Welcome, Lewis, thanks, to the Diecast. Thanks for having me. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. This is like, this is new territory. Uncharted territory for us. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. I feel like I'm on LBC or something. <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about today? <laughs> well... We talk about movies a lot. I know you like movies, so let's just jump straight into it. Okay. All um, right. Cold open, just straight yeah. in. Not even, no, it's not just even a segue. You're just no. going to go straight St- into Straight into it. Okay. We were talking very briefly before we started about Predator 2. Uh, yep. Not Predator 2. Predator 2's already been and gone. Predators. The, the, the Predator. The Predator. Start again. Anyway, there's a, new, there's a new Predator movie coming out. Directed by Shane Black. Looks fucking awesome. What are your thoughts? Um, I think it looks fucking awesome. Um, I am quite hopeful because it's Shane Black. More than anything else, because um, he he does make good movies, even if you remove his connection from the original film. Yeah. Like so, I'm p- quietly hopeful about that. I've only seen one trailer because I have this really annoying habit of only watching one trailer, and then I don't want to spoil it for myself and get my hopes up too much. Do you so, watch like Do you watch like the first trailer and then nothing more, or sort of the first one that comes along? Right. Okay. So if the first one is a, like a teaser, yeah, then prob- you know I'll probably go on to another one. Yeah. But it's just to try and manage my own expectation because. Uh, I got really excited about snakes on a plane, and it was a bit rubbish. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to defend that movie. It was it was crap, but it was crap in a really enjoyable well, way. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I think I built it up to be the best thing in the world. Oh ever. wow! You um, thought it was going to be like an yeah, actual? Oh, it was one of those guys good positioning. Movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a great film. So since then, I've sort of I try and sort of limit my um, trailers and stuff. So I've seen I've seen one. Um, sort of full length trailer like two minutes for The Predator and I'm, yeah I think it looks alright here's looks the thing right a Predator movie to my mind is something that is just very very easy to do well it's got a formula to it you just need a bunch of people with guns everything marked explosive must go up with a ball of flames everyone dies by one person who wins the day jobs are good why haven't they been able to replicate that past Predator 2 uh, that's a good question would Alien be Predator? That was just a shit idea from the get-go, what, what I think. Was, what was that? What was that? Never heard of it. Never well, heard of it. Was, I mean, at the Do end know, of that, it was like this weird Predator-woman-like love interaction. Man. I uh, put my phone on silent. So she was honest. part of the tribe or something? Like, he marked her because she was a brave warrior or something like that? Yeah, I literally don't know what you're talking just, about. I, I really didn't like um, AVP at all. I thought, the, I thought AVP Requiem was better. Because it was. I, I didn't even see that. I don't even I mean, it's it, it sort of. They looked at the first one and just went, "Should we just fuck a load of people up?" And it was a lot better for that. They yeah. didn't try and be clever with it. They well, just there was it. just yeah, a lot so of carnage. Which one was the Adrian Brody one? That was. That was Predators. Predators. That's where they get kidnapped to an alien world yeah. where the Predators yes. just bring bad guys in to hunt like a. a it's. Is it like a training ground before they go out and do what they did in the Arnie film? Was it a training ground or was it like yeah. a safari yes, where you can it hunt? Was. Something like that. I don't know. Because they have dogs and stuff. They've got like it's far too easy in Predators, isn't it? Like they're on cheat mode in that one. They have all the help in the world. So yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil because the new trailer for the new Shane Black movie looks really good. I just watched it just before we uh, came around to do this podcast. It looks awesome. It does have Predator dogs in it. I'm okay with the the Predator dogs, Predator dogs, whatever the Predator dogs, Predator dogs. 
for the dogs. But, okay, we'll but the, the trailer is really good. It's like slightly different in tone to the others, I think, and it kind of ties up some of the the links in some of like the character bits yeah. that we've seen in the, the previous yeah. trailer. But I'm excited. I think it could, it could be a good film, and it looks quite brutal as well. Yeah, I, I I am very excited. It comes out on my wife's birthday, so I'm sort of trying to edge that kind of. You know, for your birthday. How about we go see? Do you want to go see the Predator? I've got um, a really great romantic movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how well that's going to go down though. So. Uh, it could be a classic. It could be. Just tell her that it's a, a rom com. And it's not. Well, I mean, she's not a, a rom com. You know, she'll go and watch porn as anything. Like, okay. it's, we we have quite similar movie tastes, so I think I'm all right with it. But right. this is a bit more towards my end of the spectrum, yeah. I reckon. So, yeah. I'm still working on it. I've got like what twelve days or something, I think, before it comes out. Yeah, yeah. just just when she's asleep, just whisper. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> But I'll put the link um, to the new trailer that yeah, you sent me into the description so you guys can have a look and see what you think. I think it, <coughs> it has the potential, like any Predator movie, to be a good movie. I just really hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. You know? it, 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 it looks good. It looks like they've got a good premise and it's actually got a couple of pretty good names in it. It's got a guy from Key and Peele. Well, I think it's pretty funny. I, I forget which one he is, but the, uh, one uh, not, not the one that didn't direct Get Out, the other one. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peele did get out. Yeah, yeah. it's key. Um, key, key. something Michael Key. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm really I'm really interested with that. And it's got um what's his name? Uh uh oh Dead Silence. Um <laughs> That's why we've got you on, man. Reek, for this exact kind of knowledge. Reek from Game of Thrones. I can't remember the actor's name. He's in there as well, yeah. I didn't realise yeah. he was in it. Yeah. I didn't even see him in the trailers, unless he's just unrecognised. I mean I I He's probably going to die a second or something, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I've seen him in a photo. I think yeah. with, uh, Thomas Jane is in it, as in the original Punisher. Really? Yes. yes. Is he? Who, yes. He's, he's, he's in the new trailer uh, quite a bit more. Because I absolutely loved him in the Punisher, and I've just seen yeah. him in nothing since. Yeah, he's but no, he is in, he is in that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it, it could be, it should be good. I hope it's good. But you know, time will tell. Uh, they've yet to do a better... Predator movie than one and two. I thought two was a very acceptable sequel. Yeah, I thought it's underrated. Yeah. It is underrated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I. It's it's got lots of Gary Busey, which in the nineties was a good you, thing. You can't have enough. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? I don't know. Are you a fan of Impractical Jokers at all? I'm not, unfortunately. Oh, I've watched a couple of episodes, but it's never grabbed Gary me. Busey in yeah, Gary Busey keeps, with, cr- uh, keeps cropping up on like random episodes. It's as, as Gary Busey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they, he was literally on it like I think last week and they did this bit I think the, the bit is they're behind a, a counter in a shop and they get an actor to come in and throw a glass of water at the person whose turn it is and then no, they, no, the, the person behind the till one of the, the practical joggers had to throw a glass of water at the person who walked in whoever it was the oh actor. okay right. they're like here's your actor throw a glass of water in his face and then the jokers on the other side with the microphone would tell them the reason why they threw water in their face and they'd have to justify it. And they'd right. the public yeah. while they've done it. And as a, a curveball for one of them, they send in Gary Boosie as the guy. <laughs> and, and there's this member, member of the public, they're just like, the fuck, was, was that Gary Boosie? He's like, yeah, it was. He totally deserved it. Right? <laughs> but then Gary Boosie just went completely off script, came back in and just started picking up bags of cookies and throwing them, just going absolutely mental because he is mental isn't he Gary yeah, Busey yeah, like he's he's, 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 he's gone yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful he should be in more films yeah but they because his son is in The Predator isn't it they've yes. cast his son as the, as the son of his character oh yeah. right is that yeah. what they're doing yeah yeah I read that in a yeah. Wikipedia synopsis or which something. again is, is I like that I like that little tying it back yeah, yeah. No, you've got to tie him in oh yeah I, is, I, I forget with this movie are they skipping out certain bits previously in the timeline 
Because I, th- I think that, that yeah. obviously directly links it to Predator 1 and 2. Yeah, I think they might. So, I mean, there must be, because the Predators is future space, isn't it? Yeah. So, sorry, Predators, they need to work on these names. They're yeah, so yeah, similar to each other. Predators, Adrian Brody, is just, yeah, yeah, you know, Predator 5. Six, seven, <laughs> whatever, I don't mind. Yeah, Adrian Brody one is in the future in space, so they must be ignoring them with this one and going back to like two. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of um, aging actors who uh, are awesome, Nick, Nick Nolte. <laughs> I, I love Nick Nolte. He's got a new film coming out. Has he? Yeah, um, I, I saw a trailer for it the other day, and I'm just having a look to see if I can. Um... Did you know the movie The Warrior? Was it Warrior he did with Tom Hardy? That was an epic movie. He was was he their dad in that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was very and, good. Very good. Uh, the other chap, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. He's in. Um, uh, Joe, Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a movie coming that's out called Padre, and. Um, that's why we need, 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 need your knowledge on yeah. it because Johnny and I are shit at this I, <laughs> I just sat up last night read all of IMDB yeah, no, just, bi- no biggie just, just to generalise the whole thing it's got um, it's got Nick Nolte in it and Tim Roth as well Ooh. and Tim Roth is playing like I believe a con man or something like that who's pretending to be a priest in like Latin America and Nick Nolte's like the badass cop or um, something like yeah, a local police officer who's trying to track him down. Nice. But he's all like grizzled. He's, growls. I mean, it's all, he, he, like, if it's, like 48 hours, he growls. Yeah, yeah, like, and yeah. he's about 25 <laughs> in that he's, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a voice box since he was 14. <laughs> yeah, he's, he looks, he looks like old, but like really gnarled in this movie. I bet he's not even that old. No. I bet he's like, like 60s or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a tough paper. <laughs> Forty-one. So, oh, yeah, he's quite. He's like late seventies then. Yeah, but he, he look. He still looks like you wouldn't mess with him. In no, like, like, that's no. Crazy. It's like Jeff Bridges. That's another one. Like you wouldn't yeah, mess with Jeff Bridges at all. Yeah. He was the dude, though. He was the dude. He was the dude. Yeah. yeah, but still, like, I just I don't. Know, did you see um, Hell or High Water? No, I'm not seeing that. The uh, the brother bank robbers, um, Chris Pine and yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for Ben it. Foster, yeah. and Jeff Bridges is the cop hunting him down, and he is essentially just sort of Jeff Bridges, but you just wouldn't. There's something about his performances, just you wouldn't fuck with him at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, very no, cool. I'll, it's a very good film. That very good film. I have to uh, put yeah, that one on the list. I remember, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking that was good. I'll stick a link in the description to the IMDb page. You do. People yeah. can look that yeah. up. Yeah, they can. They can. I'm helpful. I'm going to write these down though because because we, 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 we keep doing this shit in the podcast and say, oh yeah, we'll put a link to it. Then we never do. Because <laughs> right, so we need a link to uh, the Predator <laughs> movie. Predator 18 or whatever it is. Predator, <laughs> Predator <laughs> XXI. <laughs> what, what have we decided it's actually called? It's called the Predator. Singular. Yes. Although, although from the trailer, it clearly, in yeah, which is confusing because there's more than one. Yeah. yeah, the predator, and I also want to put a link to um, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. Excellent. Yes, there we go. High Water. Carry on. Yeah. So what I was going to go to next is uh, Johnny and I went to a film last night, and we went and watched yes, the latest Mission Impossible film, which was Mission Impossible XXI. Was it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting there. It's like, it's like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's high up there. It was. I don't, I'll say what I thought, and then okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you say. I mean, this will be relatively spoiler-free for those who haven't seen it. Yeah, yet, I, mean, it, I mean, to be honest, it's a Mission Impossible film. I think it's pretty much impossible to spoil it because it's you know. Yeah. See what it, I did there. It, I saw what you did there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was. It, I mean. I thought there were bits of it that almost slipped into parody without really meaning to because it was just so fucking daft. I would uh, agree. Also, Mr. Cruz doing his own stunts 
I I personally think it really needs to stop. I think it was Ryan Reynolds recently spoke out about this and said because he broke his ankle doing this movie. Tom Cruise, not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. I was um, going to say Ryan Reynolds is in it. I'll go and watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly not. Um, <laughs> But uh, he broke his ankle, Tom Cruise, and the production shut down for nine months. And Ryan Reynolds spoke out about this and said he thought it was a kind of selfish thing to do because there's like production guys and camera guys yep. that are out of work for nine months when you do that. When you've got perfectly qualified stuntmen who can do it and probably not break their ankle yeah. because they're not old men. Or if they do, they just get another stuntman in yeah. and he does it in production. Exactly. Th- that's what they're there for, stuntmen, yeah. right? Yeah. Essentially yeah. to break yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. uh, i got to be honest, I did not think this film was improved in any way, shape or form by Tom Cruise. Attempted. All it just looked like was an old man struggling to hang on to like helicopter rails and stuff I mean, like that. It's like the point of the films now, really, isn't it? I saw, yeah. so I haven't seen the new one, but I saw Ghost Protocol where yeah. he hangs off the side that's of the plane. Yeah. And they they've become ever, I mean since day dot since the first one it's always about what stunt is Tom Cruise going to do now yeah. but like you say I mean he's almost as old as Nick, as Nick Nolte so yeah. maybe time to dial it down a little bit yeah. like, and it is he looks in, in the movies he does the, he's clearly had stuff done to his face well I mean do you not think that maybe this is like a bit of vanity creeping in like no I can still do my own massively. stunts you know like, yeah I can still do it I'm still young and agile and but and that's fine for something like so I'm one of those people so Jack Reacher I'm one of those people that didn't mind that Jack Reacher was played by Tom six five foot seven Cruz I'm fine with yeah. that because he was all right he was okay it doesn't <laughs> need to be the Rock but the stunt in that is the car chase which is brilliant but you're just sitting there driving a car Tom like you're not hanging off airplanes yeah. or anything so yeah. you know yeah like a bit of quality control on the stunts maybe yeah yeah. No, it's a very very good point like Ryan Reynolds was saying he doesn't want to like roll around on concrete and break things because. You know, it's income at the end of it. People's livelihood depends on it. Yeah. Yep. Like Tom Cruise broke his ankle and it completely cocked things up because he had to stop filming while that healed. And in that time, the leading lady... Um, got pregnant and had a baby. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she got pregnant. So for the remainder of the things that they had to film for the movie... It was pretty much just from like chest up. For her She's behind she, a high she, counter yeah, in every she had, scene. She had a <laughs> you know, just like, you know, you film from behind or, or, you know, from neck up or a stunt double. Because that's what they're there for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 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 it was, it, honestly, it slipped into parody. It was like that daft. And, and the, the climax of the movie was, was definitely parody. There was this, this double helicopter chase thing going on. <laughs> And they both crash in the mountains, and these helicopters take about 15 minutes to slowly crash down sections of a mountain, grabbing onto rocks with just a random bit of cord with a hook on it that happens to be out the back of one of the helicopters, keeping getting jammed into the tiniest little rock crevices, suspending the helicopter while the fight continues before it then falls again to the next phase where it then gets latched on, and they have more of a fight, and then it falls again. And then it rolls and they get thrown out, but it stops and then they go over it. It's just... It is literally ridiculous. There was it a, sounds, I noticed there was a sounds guy... Sounds like a video game. Yeah, there, yeah. Was a, there was a guy in front row, maybe a five or six one to my left, and he was uh, he distracted me because he was laughing out loud <laughs> at some parts. Now, I looked at him, I was going to get angry, but I was like, yeah, fair point. This is actually ludicrous. Yeah, it was. There's, there's no way in a month to say Man, that. Henry Cavill playing the lead bad guy, and he's, I mean, he's a huge, like... He's a human being. He's yep. a kind of person. Yeah, he's a, he's a. Well, I mean, he's still man. built like Superman, isn't he? Like yeah, he's yeah. not he going to shift that. Yeah. At the same time. Oh, because it was the the, 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 the problematic mustache. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he, I mean, he dwarfs Tom Cruise. He just looks like a. Be a good Jack Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> he would, but like that. That's that's what a a, a current action hero sh- should look like. Yeah. Because. Right? 
Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise looks like an old man playing actioner. Kind of remind. Did you see the the latest Blade Runner? I'm probably. Right. Sure, I, you might kick me out for this. I'm not a huge fan of the original Blade Runner. We're just going to pause this for a second. We'll be back in two hours and forty nine minutes. <laughs> I'm really. I'm really sorry. Um, I hated. I hate admitting this, but I've seen the original Blade Runner like twice, and um, and the the. The sequel is far down my list, unfortunately. I mean, I've got to be honest. Like, I'm not a massive, massive Blade Runner fan. Like, I've got just friends, a lot of my friends actually, who are like, it's just the quintessential sci-fi movie of all time. I enjoyed it. I think I watched it when I was quite young, and I didn't enjoy it because I didn't understand what the hell was happening. But I revisited it later on, and it was like, actually that, that's a really cool movie. Yeah, I yeah, I probably need to go back. Yeah. I mean, I can recommend the sequel. It was enjoyable. I it came so I was when I was a proper little teenage movie nerd, and I was trying to catch up on all the stuff that came out in the eighties when I was mm. too young. I think I watched Blade Runner in a double bill with the Thing, and I worked oh, out that I like my visceral, horrible thing. sci-fi, yes. not my brainy, yeah. intelligent sci-fi. Yeah. I think watching those two films together was probably a big mistake because yeah. Blade Runner just got shoved to one well, side. They're two very different <laughs> films. Right there. I, I gotta say, I'm gonna go complete one eighty from that. I love Blade Runner and I can't stand the thing because I, I you like the thing no yeah. I, I, you're going to not, not gonna know who these people are but two, two of our best friends who are, are brothers uh, Cam and Ferg yeah. well, Cam told me and Ferg into watching it yeah. and Cam's like this is like he said like oh have you not seen the thing it's the best film ever it's amazing it's fucking it's like jaw dropping movie he literally hyped this movie so much oh, no. that's the first and we, <laughs> no. we watched it uh, we were we were laughing by halfway through. We were like, "Dude, what in the fuck it's, is this about?" Honestly, it's like, I went with completely the wrong expectations. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's because it's it is my favorite film in the world, but it's a horrible really? film. Like like. Excuse me. That was a seat. That was a seat. <laughs> a cow hasn't just walked into the it's, studio. It's so it like I mean it's it's the the special effects are just like something out of a fever dream. Um, the ending is one of the most downbeat endings ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's the it's just oppressive and horrible and bleak. And I would not say to people it's the best film ever. I'd say it's my favorite film ever. Yeah. But th- those are two different statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very, very much. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of permanently that experience permanently coloured watching yeah. the thing for me. But then the thing, the new version of the thing, which was like a prequel, was really rubbish. So maybe I'll go and watch the new Blade Runner, and that'll be really good. And I'll do some sort of yeah. flip on these yeah. films. I, cause I think the new, I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine stands on its own. I do, I do want to see it, like I say, but it's so far down my list. I think something else came out around about the same time that I wanted to see a lot more. There was quite a few things that came out around. Yeah, that. yeah. I think my issue with um, with the Blade Runner sequel was just the length of the movie. It's a very very long film, and it doesn't need to be. Yeah, they, they paid a lot of homage yeah. to the original film with the lingering cityscapes yeah. and all of that, and. To be honest, it was like, right, okay, we get it. You've done a very good job of recreating this this amazing world from the first movie, but can we just actually get on with the narrative because my bum's gone to sleep? You know? When you're in a cinema so long that you, you, your butt goes numb, and, and yeah. Yeah, you just yeah, like, it's yeah, about time to wrap exactly. this up, guys. Get to the action. Get to the I, end. The reason I brought Blade Runner up is actually because Harrison Ford, I felt for that. I mean, he had to be in it because he's the original Blade Runner, etc., etc., but... That again, you have that old man playing action hero vibe. Well, the, yeah, you, you got you put him next to Ryan Reynolds and not Ryan Reynolds, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, and you know he's like he's the hunk of the moment, and you've got Harrison Ford who was the hunk of the moment like what thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just... it 
it, I don't know whether it's a thing, whether it's become a Hollywood thing, but there's a lot of sort of torch party in yeah. films. There's a lot yeah, of yeah, that yeah. sort of, it's your turn now. So, you know, they brought Harrison Ford back for Star Wars, which I really enjoyed because <laughs> he's, he's Han Solo, but <laughs> it was a really sort of torch. You take, it's your go now. They I'm done. Yeah. That was yeah. spoilers, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't seen that by I now, mean, then... It's, it's been out for like three years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's about, it's about ten. Um, sometimes we just drop spoilers I, I apologise for spoiling The Usual Suspects the other day I mean that's like 30 years oh old or something God. <laughs> you really spoil that for <laughs> just, it just came out it just came out something like you know like when old verbals Kaiser Soze it's like, it's, it's, there, there are people on the earth that can vote and drink that are older than that film yeah. younger than that film so yeah. older than that whatever it's yeah, an old I, film it's an old film yeah, I, really? I didn't feel too bad I, but, I, I bought that in Leicester Market on VHS when we were at uni and that was yeah. like I've spoiled that film twice actually <laughs> so I used to a few years back I used to do a pub quiz I used to run a pub quiz mm. and I had a movie quote round and I did the quote just like that he's gone name the character that said it yeah. and half the pub went verbal kin yeah. more spoilers for the usual suspects sorry <laughs> and half the pub went Kaiser Soze and I was like well it's credited in the script as verbal kin but you're not wrong and there was one dude in the corner went I haven't seen it <laughs> oh. Oh. don't bother buddy it's ruined for life <laughs> I was like do you want a point will that make up for it so I listen, I listen to uh, any listeners of podcast who haven't seen the usual suspects. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is, 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 I'm sorry. Good. I've spoiled it for loads of people now. And, and if you haven't watched that film, then shame on you because it's awesome. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's a great movie. Though, it's right? a fantastic film. Yeah, absolutely. The, Still like, holds up. The, uh, the the podcast I listen to, the um, Adam Savage one, uh, yeah. still entitled. They often talk about movies, and, and sometimes they'll talk about spoilers from years old movies. And Adam has this thing where he just shouts out, and I've not seen the Crying Game. Have you seen the Crying Game? No, but I'm aware of the ending. Well, yeah, yeah. you just like if, if they're ever like worrying about spoiling a movie from 30 years, you, you just shouts in the microphone that the, the, the chick from the crying, crying game is a dude, <laughs> and then just move on. <laughs> I, I had a, a t shirt um, once that just had movie spoilers on it, <laughs> like like X's dad, the one from the usual suspects that I've already spoiled, what's yeah. in the box in seven, and they're oh, just yeah. written on the t shirt. You <laughs> to read your t shirt and be like, oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I think I think if a decade's passed then spoilers have got to be fair game, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been out for long enough. I think that I think that's fair. That's enough. my personal rule. Yeah, fair, fair play. Fair play. We were talking about um Tom Cruise yeah. and Vanity. One of the things that came to me today, thinking about Mission Impossible after the fact, was that yes, um Superman was in it, Henry Cavill. Yeah. And he was buff as hell. But did yeah. you notice that at no point throughout the entire movie did Henry Cavill or Tom Cruise take their shirt off in a gratuitous, hunky male shirt off scene that you usually yeah. get in these kind of action movies? Well, he did that in Jack Reacher, Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it was hideous. It was hideous. Yeah, it was, yeah. 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 So Isn't he, that where Dad bought the phrase <laughs> came from, I think? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so in this mission possible, not only did he keep his movie on, but I suspect maybe Henry Cavill was contractually obliged to keep his on as well. Yeah, I expect so because I imagine he has got the physique of a Norse god. Well, yeah, I mean, well, a, a, a Kryptonian actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. At the time of filming, anyway, yeah. I still can't believe that they CGI'd his mustache out when he had to go back and reshoot the scenes. Oh, is it? Because you said the mustache could yeah. yeah. actually know what this was. Yeah, no, so that... he grew the tash for Mission Impossible, right? right. But the the um, the DC movie that he was in was it the was it Justice League? The Justice League yeah. was testing so badly. And it was tanking 
that they had to reshoot a whole lot of scenes, so they had to bring him back in. But he had this established task, task from Mission Impossible. He was contractually obliged to not shave yeah, it off. He wasn't allowed by contract of Mission Impossible to shave it off, uh, which is ridiculous because they could have just done the prosthetics so easily. Um, so they basically reshot the scenes and then they CGI'd out his tash <laughs> off his face for the oh, scenes that they reshot. I mean, if you're a computer, like, a CGI effects guy, and you're like, well, we need you to sit here and remove Henry Cavill's yeah. tash from yeah. every frame from this film. I, lash by lash. I haven't, seen, uh, I haven't seen Justice League. I'm not a huge fan of DC films in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they're very rushed compared to Marvel. But, but yeah. I've seen the clip... The, the, the scene where the, the it was CGI'd yes. out and it is a bit like you're watching him over an oasis or something. There's just yeah. this waver, this weird sort of... He does appear to have a very large top lip. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah maybe the, it's like they've CGI'd in a whole other mouth. It's yeah. just really weird. <laughs> it's, it's And it's obvious yeah. to anybody that's watching, I think. I will say this for Justice League. It is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I do want to watch it. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. That's about the only one yeah, that I Wonder did Woman enjoy. Was great. And I, I do. I, I feel like I owe it to myself that I have to see Justice League because it's a two hours of explosions. Yeah, and it, it big fan of that. I mean, the best thing I can say about it, it wasn't terrible. And that, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Which brings us nicely on to trailer dropped for Aquaman. I've not seen it. No, you haven't seen the Aquaman trailer. No, I've not. Well, links in the description. Yeah, it. I don't know what to make of it because I don't really know what to make of Aquaman because he's just a bit of a nothing in all of the well, movies. Well, what is his power? He can control he can, fish. He can talk to fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, they've missed the trick. I saw, I saw the Meg recently. They've surely missed the trick to not have oh. a Meg-Aquaman crossover going well, on. Well, uh, talking about the Meg, I thought that they should have done a Jurassic World Ooh, yeah. crossover. Yeah. Right? Because there's... Did they not have a Megalodon in Jurassic World? They had a mo- right mo- Mosasaur, I think a, it was. Mosasaur. Yeah. But in the second Jurassic World movie, they went in to retrieve some DNA... By the spoilers. They went in to retrieve some DNA from um, the... And, is it the Indominus Rex? Is that what they called it in the first? I think to movie? create the Indominus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it. yeah. So they were in there and they never shut the gates because That's they right. got munched. Yeah. And the big thing swam out. Now I thought that could have led quite nicely into the Meg. Short. I mean, there's a there's a there's a crossover there. I think the, they should just get together and make that happen because you know, it could be tremendous fun. Something. You know, like, Jason Statham though and Chris Pratt. Jason oh, Statham really and, and the Rock chasing down a prehistoric dinosaur fish. That's a movie I want to see. So Jason Statham and The Rock are doing their Fast and Furious spin-off, spin-off aren't yeah, they? So if, they, yeah. if you could tie in three universes. Oh, yeah, the Vin Diesel's not like in it. Hobbs and... What's, what's Hobbs it? and... I forget what his character's name is. Shaw? Shaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shaw. Good knowledge. Yeah, good Thanks. Knowledge. <laughs> that's why we brought... Yeah, <laughs> going to keep me in the corner and prompt me for facts <laughs> for future ones. Maybe you should just come along with the other one. <laughs> we won't give you a mic anymore. Like, who is on that one? Fact check, Holmes. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the trailer for Aquaman. Actually, it looks like quite a rich movie. There's a lot of backstory in there. Uh, you get to see more about his homeworld, about his origin story. I'm just not convinced that I want to go and see a movie about Aquaman because he is and always has been like the lamest of DC characters. And DC is the lamest of superhero, uh, superhero movies. There it is, yeah. yeah. I, just, I want them to do so well, but they just repeatedly... Yeah, it's like they, it's like they, 
you know that episode of South Park where the Canadians are like, give us some internet money. <laughs> it's like they've seen Marvel and they've gone, give us some universe money. And they're just, they're just like, they're doing it so quickly and rushing it so much. Like, it took Marvel, what, 16 years to get to Infinity Wars or something yeah. ridiculous like that, 12 years. I love that analogy. It, it's what it, it's what I think it's it is. True, it's though, just like, it? give, us, give us some of that universe we, money, we, buddy. We, we <laughs> It's just that cash cow, that. <laughs> and it just it they're, they're just rushing it like mm. it's like you know a teenage kid on his first date. It's really bad. I'm gonna have to get a tissue real quick. I'll be right back. All right, I won't ask why, but we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> so this conversation's got me. The um the, the thing with um with the the le- the oh Christ, I keep, it's it's so forgettable that I keep forgetting the name of the movie. Aquaman. No, the the ensemble movie for DC. Oh, Justice League. Justice League. I kept wanting to see Legends, the Justice League movie is that I, th- I think when they were retesting, they brought in Joss Whedon. Right? They got him yeah, on board to yeah. try and salvage yeah. what was left of it. And those are the best bits. You can tell where Joss's fingers have been all over the script right. and into the movie because there's some very obvious Whedonisms in there that are genuinely funny. And yeah. That was good. Um, and the rest of it was just a bit rubbish. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't. I like I said. I'm not. You know. I've I've written it off a little bit, but that's. I haven't watched that many films because mm. Man of Steel. That's the first that's Superman the first one, isn't Superman, it? Yeah. Just I saw that in 3D IMAX. And I honestly nearly had a brain hemorrhage. It was just so much. <laughs> it, so much sensation going on. So much noise. So much spectacle. Yeah. Um. And I just it. And it was all. It, I'm a big fan of explodey things and mm. stuff, but it was all like too much explodey things. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it was, it was. too much carnage. Also, the, the the battle at the end of Man of Steel, and they do kind of address this in the um, the Batman movie, uh, Batman v Superman, like the amount of human beings that they killed. Yeah. Having a fist yeah. fight in downtown, well, it's Manhattan, but uh, downtown. Um, Me- Metropolis. Metropolis, yeah, which is basically just Manhattan. Right? That's it, right? Because um, they look remarkably similar. The amount of people that they killed in doing that, and it's like, well, what are you doing? And this is, and so in Avengers, when they do that to a whole city, that's mm. directly addressed, and that directly affects yeah, the course of the Marvel universe. And, you know, yeah, things take a turn for the worse. And it's, civil war, and yeah, and it as you. They touch upon it, maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. Like I say, I haven't gone back. I enjoyed Wonder Woman, but it just seems like this relentless... Like, Oh, what was the other... No, I saw um, Suicide Squad as well. That was the other one that I watched. So disappointing. Really annoyed me. I mean, just, just annoyed me. Just a vehicle for Marco Robbie's bum, and that was it. And Will Smith's wisecracks. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. I like Margot Robbie, but it was you, you can't hang a whole film on a bottom. No. You just can't. Um, but did you know, I, I thought... Uh, the way she played that character was She was cool. really good. I also thought the way Will Smith played his character was pretty good, but just the, the rest of the characters didn't support it. it. The premise of the film was dog shit. I just thought it was a real good chance for Will Smith to, to not be Will Smith. Yeah. And then halfway through, he starts wisecracking and just becoming... And just is Will Smith again. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know the character. Maybe that's exactly what Deadshot is like. But it just seemed too Will Smithy to me. And I'm like, you're... It's a bit like Tom Cruise. You're the older statesman now. Back off a little bit. Mm. Let... um. The main guy, can't remember his name at all, the leader of, of oh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Rick Flagg is the character, but the actor was... That man. Yeah, Yeah, guy. Joel something, I think. Yeah. But yeah, like, pass the torch, man, literally. Like, just sit there in the background and be quite cool. Mm. Like, Clint Eastwood does that very well. Well, they, they probably did that because of the Deadpool thing, because they massively rewrote yeah. that film because of Deadpool's yeah. success. They tried to make him like Deadpool. I mean, he even looks a little bit like Deadpool, the character. But, but I mean, and this is another thing. So they rewrite 
to try and be more like Deadpool. They rewrite to bring in Joss Whedon to mm. make it a little bit funnier, I guess. Yeah. It's like, don't just... You've got a thing. Own it. Don't, yeah, don't try and constantly catch up with the other guys. Yeah. But didn't... Uh, who, who, who was it directed to Suicide Squad? It was um, David Ayer. David Ayer, who, yeah. Who did... Uh, he did... He's, he's done loads of films. He does those gritty cult films. He did and stuff. Fury as well, the Brad yeah, Pitt tank he, movie, which is brilliant. That was great. Yeah. Except, except for the, the spoilers, the grenade at the end that took 19 minutes yep. to, to blow up. It's like, I'm sure this thing's got a three to five second fuse on But yeah, he can do. He'd say, yeah, he's done tons of. He can do really good gritty action, David Ayer. And then he does Suicide Squad. And I thought that was a bit of a letdown. And he did that. That Netflix one where orcs are people. Do you, do you, do you like know what? I enjoyed. That I quite movie. liked it, but it was not liked, gritty. Uh, yeah. Bright, bright, bright. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I watched that knowing nothing about it. Yeah, same. So I went in yeah. cold. So at first I was a bit like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I was like, "Actually, this is, this is pretty cool." It's a good Friday night. I mean, we had we like we had a bottle of wine on the go. It was a good Friday yeah. night movie. Yeah. But um, to me, it felt like a very, very good pilot episode yeah for a series yeah, yeah. and it's and, not it's a standalone it's just, film because I thought it was a series when I sat down to watch it and I got about an hour and a half in I was like this is a long episode <laughs> I was like uh, they've already greenlit the second one have they yeah well, have they I mean yeah. I think there's more to tell in that yeah. universe you know? they're 100% yeah you'd be right there's, there, it was rich enough I think you could easily turn that into a 10 part series yeah, but it's like because an, an, it got I read something about how it got absolutely slated, completely slated, but it doesn't matter because everyone who's got Netflix has watched it. So yeah. Netflix have made their money off yeah, it already. The and they're trying, it was a, I think it was a film critic saying it's impossible to judge how good Bright is because of the, how Netflix have made their money on it. It's like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, it's, it's, it's bullshit. This Actually, is how Netflix operate. But it's, it's, it's an, no, because it's the first one, there's been a few since. Did you watch the Natalie Portman film, Annihilation? Yeah. These like big budget studio films that have whatever just died in the water and then yeah. Netflix just buys them. Yeah. And it basically bought a pretty much finished movie off the shelf and then it's actually done all right and then it's it's because it's exclusive that you've got to have Netflix to watch it. Yeah. Is this potentially the future for... I, I don't think it's ever going to replace movies <coughs> but I think it, it's certainly... this is It's the new straight to... Almost like the new straight to DVD. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, however, it gets... Facebook has started its own um, like YouTube style, Netflix style service now as well. Has it? It, it was running in America, um, but they've just launched in the UK now as well. And I can't remember what it's called. Knowledge. Cool, cool yeah. story. Cool story, bro. Face films. It was film book. But <laughs> well, that would be kind of cool. Just give me like a few thousand for that one, Zuckerberg. You can have that for free. <laughs> <laughs> Take it and run with it. I mean. To be honest, I think they've got an uphill struggle trying to compete with the likes of YouTube and Netflix and the likes. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll ever actually corner that part of the market. But then you've got the things like, uh, what's that service that I keep forgetting? Twitch. Yeah, right. Twitch. Twitch is actually, it's just this, this thing that's running in the background that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And more people are twitching all over the place. And yeah, it, it's, it's podcast over. Yeah, viewers come to you just <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we all loved it. These guys are like, what, what, what happened? Yeah, what, what, why are you laughing? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll put a video of you doing that on Insta or something later on. Please, can we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I completely lost the thread of what I was saying. Um, something about, about Twitch. About Twitch, yeah. But it's just more and more people are doing it. So maybe they can corner a market with the thing with Twitch, is, as I understand it. It started out like people were live streaming their gaming experiences. That's what I thought it was. But it's grown since. I think it is largely what it is. Okay. People do podcasts on it. Oh really? It's become yeah. more now. Well, you know, do you know uh, the the Aussie man thing on Facebook? 
Aussie Man Reviews. Yeah, Aussie Man Reviews. Right, yeah. Have you seen that? Like, yeah. he, he does a, a Twitch a Twitch thing. I ah. he, he's got a guy, I think it's more like a bit of a stand-up routine or something they do on there. Wow. Um, that's some stuff I was going to... We do this. We talk about stuff, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I want to wear that." And then, and then by the time we get around to tangents, yeah, so it, it was. Um, I was gonna. You said about the IMAX. You said something interesting about IMAX. I just want to come back to that for a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Almost made me explode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's because I'm getting old or something, but like IMAX, I'm sure, like it is good for certain films. I imagine Blade Runner would be amazing on IMAX, and I'm, but sort of for big summer blockbusters I think it's almost too much it's sort of I feel a little bit insignificant because there's so much going on around and it's so much sensory input and I probably just sound like a ridiculous old man but I don't enjoy huge summer blockbusters in the IMAX I'll just go to a normal Cineplex thanks yeah I, I, I saw um, I can't, I'm not sure if I saw it with you or not but I saw the third of the Christopher Nolan Batman films okay in the IMAX and we were I think in the first or second row and it, well, I didn't actually enjoy it until I watched it a second time in a normal cinema. Yeah, because you're right; it's just it's just too much. It, yeah, it's so it's so yeah. It's, and the music in particular is like super overpowering. Yeah, I find it. I just don't I don't see the attraction of IMAX particularly. I mean, I was all right. I'm all I'm okay, but Man of Steel I think was done in 3D as well. So 3D IMAX plus that sound. The thing is yeah. with with, with 3D just sort movies, of crushed I, me. I mean, I don't I don't go to watch 3D movies out of principle, but if you're gonna go see a 3D movie. You kind of got to do it at IMAX, right? Uh, the thing to do with 3D is that it, 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 nothing can uh, protrude past the edge of the screen. That's just the, how 3D works. And when the screen fills your entire field of view, the 3D can come right out and touch you on the nose. Right. So a 3D film at the IMAX is pretty much the only time I would ever watch a 3D oh, okay. film. And having said that, I've only been to the IMAX once, would you believe? And that oh, was yeah. to see the second... Or third, second or third Matrix movie. I forget, they're both kind of similar oh, wow. and shit. Um, but the best part of the whole experience was actually the trailers, because they had a lot of 3D trailers for stuff, and they were phenomenal. Like, really, yeah. really good. The last 3D film I watched was Avatar, which I thought was actually, that's the one film I think was actually pretty good. But again, I saw that in 3D at the normal cinema, and that was the last film I ever saw in 3D at a regular cinema, because you're watching it, and there's all this stuff coming out, but it just stops at the edge of the screen, and you don't get the in-your-face 3D effect of anything. To be honest, Avatar just looked a little bit deeper and when Home Tree burnt down, spoilers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a little bit of ash and, that, and there was a fly went past at one point and I was like, oh wow, 3D, that was it. That was the only thing I got out of the 3D experience. Best 3D film I've ever seen was Jackass 3D. Jackass. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Well, it's I like, can't imagine what it's, that would it's, be in 3D. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it, I think they've got a very, very cool camera and they go for super slow-mo on it as well. And oh, it was, I saw that on 3D. It was great, yeah. Johnny Knoxville getting hit in the face, so, spoilers, with a fish <laughs> um, in super slow-mo 3D was, was fantastic. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. You can't argue with a bit of that. Whatever happened to Jackass? Well, I think they all have serious drug problems. Yeah, I mean, they're all like 50 and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. A couple of them died as well, didn't they? Yeah, what is one of them died? Ryan Dunn died in a car wreck, yeah. And then I've seen Bam Margera has been on TV actually quite a lot more recently because he got really overweight and like went on mad. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's all coming back and he's got a pro skateboarding deal again. I don't know if you've noticed, but Steve O was actually on, was it the ITV? 
Uh, on, on Saturday night. Was it? He's, uh, I don't know whether he still is, <clears throat> married or dating, I can't remember which one it is, Stacey Solomon. Off, off of ITV. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Steve Irwin and Stacey Solomon. I mean, check your, check your Googles. Check I've, your facts. Uh, yeah, it's... it's going to get on all yeah. uh, they, they were a thing. I don't know if they still are. So he was... he was. Uh, I wish she, she was with that... Joe, uh, what's the... With the guys with the really squeaky voice? Uh, uh, Joe Squash. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where I pulled that. I, I, I don't know any of these people. I just, just pulled just Stacey <laughs> Solomon knowledge out. It's amazing what, what you what your brain retains. Yeah, but Steve-O was presenting um, Revolution, which I think was on ITV, and it was on like prime time. It was on. You're not uh, kidding. They were they were together for six months. Saturday or Sunday evening, like six seven o'clock, like prime time, and it was actually a pretty good show. Um, so they had skateboarders, BMXers, and rollerbladers, and they had to compete in three or four rounds. To get through to a final, okay. and there was a bunch of different types of heats that they had to do, and it was it was really cool actually. I, I kind of enjoyed it a lot. I don't know what Stevo brought to the table because he was a bit rubbish. He tend to he spent most of his time in a, um, a completely golden uh, bodysuit, like to the point where actually in one of the episodes they actually had to blur out his groin <laughs> region because I'm guessing the, the suit was so tight that you could just see his little, little Steve-O yeah. little, little Steve-O winking down the side of his he's trouser leg definitely cleaned up he's definitely no longer like he went to rehab and stuff no, he, he's he, completely he was actually, sober so. he was looking really good and I think he's probably had Da Vinci veneers on all of his yeah. teeth because he's got like this pick like white perfect smile all his teeth are like you could set your watch by them. he's still got some crazy ass tattoos though yeah he's got a tattoo of his own face on his he back. Does. That's, yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was an episode of jackass isn't it he has an episode, his own else, face tattooed on his back someone else gave him a tattoo while they were in the back of an off-roading four by four yeah. buggy yeah. doing jumps and i don't know what they said i don't think it was just dots of lines by the end of it wasn't it yeah Fucking lunatics. Hedonistic days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've all uh, gotten old since then. I do like seeing Johnny Knoxville in movies, though. He's actually pretty decent when it comes to the acting. Yeah. Like, he was in the, um, what's that, um, General Lee film? That, the, Jukes of Hazard. Jukes of Hazard, that's the one. And he was he was actually all right in that. I think it was a good role for him. Men in Black 2. Was he in Men in Black He's in, yeah, he's in one of the Men in Black, it might be Men in Black 3. He's in one of them, definitely, yeah, definitely. He's an alien man, <coughs> probably. With a backpack with a little tentacle design. Oh, he's no, he in uh, little, yeah. Arnie's comeback movie, The Last Stand. Do I don't know if you've seen that. I love that. I, I really, yeah. that's a proper guilty pleasure. I mean, it's it's not a great, again, it's not a great film, but it's so much fun. What happened in The Last uh, He's the sheriff of a small border town. <coughs> And he has to stop a drug dealer in a super fast car from crossing the border back into Mexico. Oh, do you know, it sounds really familiar. I think like I've watched it and then immediately forgot it. And it's got Johnny Knoxville in it. And it's got uh, Luis Guzman being Luis Guzman. Like the <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's sort of a local nut job, but he's got lots of guns. L- L- Luis Guzman, that is a generic Mexican number 86. 86 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is, he's just, you know, generic Mexican Luis Guzman in this film. But it's... That's a nice. That's a nice little tick in an Arnie action film, I think. So yeah. Did you see Maggie? Yes. I really enjoyed. That. I really enjoyed Maggie. A very different role for. Really enjoyed very that human role. Yeah. Like, why don't you do more straight movies where you actually just like don't play? Yeah. Dominator? I. I mean, it, you know, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's <coughs> zombie film, and I was like, no, honestly, take every penny I yeah, have. I'm take sold. Take all my money. It's <laughs> a zombie film, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what do you tell me? I would have watched it already. Mutating pathogen movie. I don't oh. think anyone says the the Z word, but um. It's like it's in a, in a world where it's, it's happened, and like they're now dealing with it. It's still ongoing. 
but they found a way to yeah. deal with it. Okay, I'm going to watch this. But his daughter, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, it's spoiler. I'm, I'm actually going to watch it's, this. It's not like a spoiler. His daughter Maggie gets bitten at the very, very start of the movie, and he's like her dad, and he, he goes and drags her out of this. It, it's almost like a, a like a drug house, but it's basically just where people who are bit live because they're kind of like outcasts in society. Yeah. And there's the whole thing of uh, the law wants to take <coughs> her away to um, execute her, basically. And he's her father and doesn't want to let her go. And it's just a, there's no gunfights or he doesn't kick the shit out of anyone. He's just a dad looking out for his daughter. Okay. It's a very interesting role for him. I, I really yeah. enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I know I really enjoyed it. It'll be that one like, on his obituary, not that Arnie's ever going to die, but on his obituary, that'll be the interesting sort of like, oh, I never realised he was in that film, and yeah. it'll get like a, an uplift and stuff. Yeah, no, great, great movie. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, I want to go back to Ryan Gosling for a bit, because we saw a trailer last night for a film that I'm very, very interested Ooh. in seeing. Yes. Yeah? Ryan Gosling is in a movie called The First Man, or just The First Man. Yeah, where he plays... I've heard of this. Armstrong, Neil Armstrong. Yes. And it looks to be the story of the space race to the moon. And it looks incredible. I mean, basically any movie about space exploration is just, I'm going to see it, because it's usually very, very good. Apollo 13, one of my most favourite movies. Yeah, that's a good I'll, I'll just watch that time and time again. The Martian is like... Possibly top three. I still haven't seen that. It's I read the book. So, I read the book. I read the book, and then I saw the I movie. I still haven't seen the film. And you know, the, movie, the movie was very, very different to the book. There was tons of stuff that they missed out. Yeah. But actually, very, very good adaptation. I was very pleased with what they did. It was very, very faithful, or as faithful as it could be. To be honest, I think they could have done a Netflix miniseries of, of the Martian. Yeah. I think it could have. It could have easily done 10, 15 episodes. Done really, really well. Would have been great. But the movie. Is so watchable. Like, do you like Matt Damon? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. It's just he's he's quite hard to dislike Matt Damon. I think he, is, he seems like a nice man. Yeah, he uh, seems alright. He's alright in every movie that he's in. But yeah, great, great film. But this film is uh, the first man. Uh, just looks very Apollo thirteen esque. Nice. You know they're they're working out the problems. There's there's like spacecraft blowing up on the launch pad. There's astronauts dying. There's then the human story of Neil Armstrong, his wife and his kids, and he's he's the man who's going to the moon his wife's like why are you doing this and do you have to go and he's like I'll be back and it's because I don't think you're coming back and it's just I, like and I, I, I let her whisper this to you like when we were watching the trailer yeah. for a horrible horrible moment yeah. I thought the trailer like we all know what happens right? yeah spoiler so spoiler <laughs> he lands on the moon <laughs> There's, or, there's a, or does he? <laughs> but there's a bit in the trailer where it's getting to the culmination and they've taken off the rocket and then it lands and the, you see it from his eye view coming out of the module. How and he's literally... It. And I thought and there we go. And like, steps, and it's it? clearly going to be like the, the goose people's hairs on your... I'm standing up moment yep. of the movie yep. and I was like they're not going to play the fucking trailer because like, if they are what's the point of going to watch the film but trailers they, do this a lot this is another modern trailers put their money shots in the trailers now yeah. and I don't think that they should they, know, they cut it just they, before they cut it literally just before that just like with his foot hovering yeah, over he says that's one small step <laughs> he's literally he's going down the ladder and like the silence you know he's stepping out and you can just hear his breathing Yeah. They're not really, are they? And then they just, oh. the first man, I'm like, oh, geez, like, what happens? <laughs> How does it end? But I, I actually thought that was cool. It was a really good trailer. Like, it looks mm. like a good movie. And, like, I like the fact they didn't, because they could have quite easily given the away because it's not like anyone doesn't know what That's right, say. yeah. I will put the link in the description. Yeah. Oh, excellent, because um, I want to watch it. Yeah, that was a well-done trailer. Like, yeah, 
they've held that moment back, which is clearly that's going to be like a cool as shit moment. Yeah. Also, Ryan Gosling in it appeared to be quite animated. I didn't know he could talk. <laughs> uh, I've had the misfortune of watching the fucking Notebook more than once. I've never seen it yet. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! If if I could have those four hours of my life back, I uh, I, I got it for Lionel, my wife, because. Um, she really loved it at the cinema, and it's, you know, it's, a good, it's a chick flick, and they really love them. But I've never ever watched it. And I never, never ever wanted dickhead ex girlfriend to watch it twice. I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's it's quietly. I mean, you know, Blade Runner two is at least on my list. The Notebook is not, and, yeah. and it's a long friggin' list, man. Like, I I always used to, used to say, if I won the lottery, I'd still go to work. Bullshit! I'd watch all the films I want to watch. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe two. Yeah, Yes, the notebook is not on that list, unfortunately. No, no, it's not I, made the I, cut. Yeah, I could die happy man having never seen it. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that. But Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> to be you. I, I'll be happier if I never have to watch it again. But it just does seem to me that Ryan Reynolds makes, uh, has made a career. And I like him as an actor. I, I didn't enjoy the musical that he was in. Um, La La Land. Yeah. Never, never saw it. Well, I mean, I went to the cinema to see it and I thought it was going to be something and it turned out to be something else. It's all about jazz. I fucking hate jazz. <laughs> um, this became apparent that it was about jazz about three minutes into the movie, at which point I died a little bit inside. Did you not want to just leave? Oh, I think I was there with my wife and uh, my best friend. And uh, Have you ever walked out of a movie? I walked out of the Pelican Brief when I was about 14 because it was boring <laughs> as shit. That's the only time that I've ever walked out of a film. I've sat through some awful films. I think the only movie I've ever not finished, I turned it off, was uh, Jackie Brown. Oh, Dude, I love Jackie no, Brown. That's an amazing film. No, let me finish. i since gone back and rewatched it and thoroughly enjoyed it, but the very first time I watched it, I was like, this is shit. Turned it off and went down the pub. Because it's, it's the third one after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, yes, right? And yeah. it is a very drastic change yeah, of yeah. Uh, I went place. in there expecting Pulp Fiction, and it was like, what the... Like, no one's had their head blown off like three... Well, actually, someone does get killed yeah, quite yeah. early on into it, I think. Yeah. I uh, when I went to see the Meg the other day, someone walked out of that. We saw two people get up and walk. We're like, "What were you expecting from Jason Statham versus a giant shark film?" Was there not enough dialogue? What like? You just know what you're gonna get when you go just, to see this movie. They walked right? out about forty minutes in after you'd seen the shark. It's like I mean, forty uh, minutes in, you 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 may as well just you, stay you, you see it's it. like an eighty-minute film. It's not say, even sure, that long. Surely it's only got about half an hour left to go. Oh, I just yeah, I wanted to speak to them, but obviously they left, and yeah. I was enjoying myself. I, I walked out and spent the Inspector Gadget movie. I did uh, when I was about <laughs> seventeen or eighteen. Oof. Why did you go see the Inspector Gadget? We, yeah. we were really bored, my friend and I, that wow. day. Wow, not much on at the cinema that day. No, right? there really wasn't. No, I've oh, sat no. through, I, not at the cinema, at home, I sat through Movie 43. You know that skit yeah. comedy with everyone in it? Yeah. And it's the worst, that's the worst film I've ever seen. When anyone says, oh, the worst film ever, have you seen Movie 43? Then no, you haven't seen the worst film ever. <laughs> but I still watched that, that to completion. I watched that to the very end. I have this, this, I... And I didn't even pay for it. It was on Netflix. But I have this thing about I'm getting my money's worth, yeah. even if it is a shit film I, where I Hugh want, Jackman I, has testicles on his chin. I, I kind of want to see it now. Oh, it's so bad. I, I challenge you to watch it and, and sit it, through it's it. It's not so bad. It's good again. No, it's not so bad. It's good. It's just because I've, I've seen a few of those. I'm a big fan of So Bad It's Good. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, Crank. I can enjoy Crank. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming back to the state. Most of what Jason Statham is in is I mean, so bad. His, it's good. His, yeah, he he's so limited, but his films are so enjoyable. 
It's now, a unique talent. I just, versus, have you seen Skyscraper? Is it Skyscraper? No, I haven't seen Skyscraper. Because The Rock is another one who does terrible movies that are just great. Yeah. You know, yeah. You go into a rock movie, you check your brain at the door, and you know what's going to happen. You knew that from the, the very first one with Stifler. Yes. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. So much fun. Yeah. It's it's poop, but it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's ever done a film I'd actually legitimately call good. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Because all the Fast and Furious movies are, are, let's face it, pretty pat. Well, they're formulaic and they, they sell themselves on, you know, fast cars and loose women. Family. 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 It's all about family. And loose women. Yeah. And loose women. And yeah. fast cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm struggling to think of a genuinely good the rock film. Yeah. He's just so dang. I tried to watch Baywatch the other day. No, I couldn't get to the end of that. I haven't it, watched it, that. I enjoyed Baywatch. It was oh. it was it was terribly funny, like terrible and funny. Not, so is that so bad? It's good. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I think the 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 redeeming thing of Baywatch boobs. randomly was wasn't the boobs. It was Zac Efron. Zac Efron's very funny in in uh, in um, Bad Neighbours. He's yeah. very funny in Bad Neighbours. Very funny guy. Yeah, his, his comic timing. Was yeah, it's definitely there. And yeah. I think I think the whole movie actually rode on the back of him. If I'm yeah. being honest, because take him away and you've got the Rock and you've got boobs, boobs. <laughs> Which you know, it, it was. I'd right still for, watch it. <laughs> it's alright for half an hour on a Saturday night. Like Baywatch used to be, but if you're making a feature film out of it, you need a bit. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. I mean, he's made a, fi- a film out of Rampage. Like, I don't know how that is. I've still not yeah. seen it, but a friend of mine said it actually it was, it was a rock movie. It was good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It made no sense whatsoever. I'm trying to think, has he ever played just a straight role? Did you, did you see Doom? The Doom... Uh, I movie? did watch Doom. I, I have a feeling I was very drunk watching Doom. It's probably how it should be. Yeah, I, yeah I, I've got a thing about... Um, Carl Urban and The Rock. Like, three-point movies. Like, most <laughs> rock films are three-point movies. Yeah. So much more fun after three beers. <laughs> Um, but I've got, I, I did go through a phase of coming back from like a late pub shift and, and just getting smashed and watching films and they, they don't sink in. I've definitely seen Doom, couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> I don't know if I have, but you know, it's, it's got, good. It's got Carl Urban in well, it. Well, so. yeah, it's, it's so bad, it's good. But like any movie with Carl Urban in is worth watching. Dexter Fletcher turns yeah. into a demon in a wheelchair. No, I've definitely not seen that. <laughs> I would remember that. <laughs> um, I'll watch it again with no beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. I know. Dangerous. I have a memory from you know when Channel Five launched, and you used to stay up late and watch all the the, the, the strange movies that they they play. Yeah. After hours, I was at one Saturday night, like just after Channel Five launched, and the way that they introduced this movie, and I have to find out what it was. Or maybe if I find it, I'll put a link in the description. They said, and now on Channel Five, a movie that's probably best what best watched drunk, and then they introduced it and it started, and I was like, oh, that bad. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like it was like you, you can't remember what the movie was. No, I have to. I'll, I'll delve into my my memory palace uh, before this goes online. I'll put the link in the description if I can remember it. But like there was a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, just like actors randomly looking at the camera and giving like the sort of raised eyebrow, and, you know what's going on here, and then back into the action, but not in a Deadpool sort of way. I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, I want to see it. Yeah, I've, I've got to try and remember what it was. Um, but it will it will come back to me. I'll put the link in the description. We were talking about what were we talking about? Ryan Gosling eventually. Yeah, I think so. uh, having having range. Something about Ryan Gosling having yeah, range or moving. Because yeah. I saw look, we were talking about La La Land and my, my hatred of jazz. That's right. And how I wanted to kill myself three minutes into La La Land. That's right. The thing was when La La Land ended and the lights came back on. Right, it was myself, my wife, and her best friend sitting on the other side of it. And I, I did the thing. The lights came on. I looked down 
the line who was here. My wife was in floods of tears next to me, just like bawling her eyes out. And her best friend, like me, was just uh, the most unimpressed look <laughs> on her face. And I was like, you enjoy that, Jane? And she was like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Leonor was like, unconsolable, sobbing mess. But he's he's got range. He can dance. He, he can act. But he's just seemed to have built a career so far on staring off into the middle distance. Yeah. Looking broody and miserable. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I, I. It took me ages to see this film, but I saw the Nice Guys recently, nice which guys. is Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, and it's a Shane Black film. We're back to Shane Black. Yeah. Um, and that's really good. But he does a lot of that sort of starey, yeah. pouty. He's yeah. brilliant in it, but he's yeah. he's sort of starey. I, I need to, I need to watch that movie because I, I tried to watch it on a plane. In fact, I tried to watch it on a plane on the outward and the return journey uh, when, when I went to America about eighteen months ago, and I, I just you know you were you're yeah. You're not really I took three goes of it at home. It's it's. It's tough. To, it's like reading a, like a book where you've got to break the back of it. But once you're into it, it's a really good film. Right, yeah. Tip from the top: Never ever watch a movie on a plane unless it's a movie that you brought with you. Why? Because they edit them for family, and you can watch like an R-rated movie, and they just decimate it with the edit. Well, what else are you gonna think? Well, the thing is, I mean, well, here's the thing: you take an iPad along with you or something like that, and you load it up with movies you want to watch on the way out and on the way back. Then you're not waiting for the the in-cabin system to fire up like during takeoff and whatnot you can just get on See, this, this is probably good advice but I'm going on a plane tomorrow and I don't own an iPad well, well, you, I can't afford you're fucked then aren't you yeah. um, don't ever watch a movie on a plane I, I watched oh god my memory is screwed these days but I watched a film on a plane cool story. Thought, thought it was terrible then got home and watched it again but like just you know the theatrical version it was great it was a completely different film Never watch the plane movies. I am a massive child and get really excited about the plane films. Really excited. Back in the day when they used to have like when movies would come out like five months in advance in America, you would get to see movies that weren't available over here. And it's like this is really cool. We don't have this yet. But nowadays, it's like the internet's just made the world. It it doesn't really. I mean, the last time I got on a plane, I watched like the Liam Neeson avenging his son film. It's got Ed Harris in it. Isn't that what Liam Neeson does in every film? Sometimes he avenges his daughter. But you know, he's got wife. quite a lot, or his wife. He's got quite a lot of range. He's actually just a very terrible husband slash father. I was I was poorly the other day, quite recently, and I sat on the sofa on like a Saturday rather than going out, and I watched three Liam Neeson films back to back. Oh wow! <laughs> were they sequels or were they just random? It was. Uh, it was the com- um, not the commuter. It was um, oh run all night. That's the, the one that I watched on the plane. That's yeah. the one where he avenges his son. Yeah. Non-stop, where he's on a plane and he's got to find a murderer yeah that's actually really good I really enjoyed that yeah, yeah. I mean again it's absolute nonsense yeah. but if you want non- like if you want nonsense if you want a dumb blockbuster it's quite good fun okay um, and what was the other one the one where he goes to Berlin and forgets who he is oh yes I know that one that one um, Ted 2 Ted <laughs> <laughs> I love his camera Dark Man no it's not that one no, no. Um, he's in a crash zone he doesn't get yeah he, easier, he but... crashes his car he gets amnesia and then when he Goes back to his wife. She's like, "I've never met this man before in my life. Who yeah, are you?" Yeah, and there's okay. someone else claiming to be him. Um, and that had a really weird because I didn't know where they were going to go with that. I had a really weird twist at the end of it. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I if I wasn't like I was dosed up with like cold and flu stuff, and I was just sort of just you know when in you can't move. Yeah. All I could work was my remote control thumb. Yeah, yeah. Another Liam Neeson film. Yeah. Another Liam Neeson film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. No, it's a good speech though. Yeah, that, that's a fucking good speech. They yeah, should have left taken it all. 
it taken should have it's a one and done yeah, yeah definitely and it would actually would have been a great film. I think the other two have kind of ruined the. Uh, yeah, they've dragged it down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Pulled it down with them. And the third one, completely recasting her husband. I'm not sure I've seen the third one. I mean, the third one. You know, you know, Lenny's husband in it yeah. is the, the portly guy who's kind of affable and, and not really a threat to anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, you think he's going to be a massive dick, but actually, he gets Liam Neeson a jet, and he turns out to be a nice guy. In the third film, they recast his character with someone younger and firmer and a bit more edgy. Jason um, Statham. Almost. <laughs> well, it's a, a poor man Statham. I forget the actor's name, but they um they then turn him into like this. He's been this bad guy all along. And he's doing deals with the Russians, uh, and that all comes back around to haunt him. And, no, no, I'm not, I clearly I've not seen the third one. It's, but it's not that's great. Unnecessary, surely. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. the, uh, <laughs> We haven't actually. I, uh, asked you. You said you watched the Meg. Yes. T- t- tell me about the Meg. Is is it great? Or I'm it... coming across terribly on this because I'm like just talking about dumb films. I do watch clever films. <laughs> I had I I've done my last two cinema trips were a testament to that. So we'll come to that in a minute. We'll come to that in a minute. The Meg is exactly what you expect. I mean, it is ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. How do you fight a megalodon? Um, with Jason Statham. Um, with Jason Statham. Do you yeah. Need I mean, a he, boat, he does. The, they don't say we need a bigger boat. Uh, there are a couple of really nice little Jaws nods in there, though, that I absolutely love. There's a couple of bits in it where you're just like, Jaw-. and I was saying to my wife that and to my friends, Jaws. it's a Jaws nod. <laughs> Jaws nod. It's an Easter egg. And they're like, no, shut it? up. There's 20 minutes of the film later. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's exactly what you expect. I mean, don't... Yeah, it's a Jason Statham and a giant shark, but it's... Yeah. It suffers from. Fucking souls, mate. Does he like punch it on the nose or something? (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. It's close. Um, (laughs) My only problem with it is because it is a a a giant shark film. It's not going to be intellectual. But my only problem with it is I don't know why people make Jason Statham have American accents. I. He's not. He's gotten better. But he's not good. At he's it. he can't do accents, so I don't know why he, he can't, can't just be a British rescue diver. Like it would yeah, be so much better. But yeah. it's exactly what you expect. Accent all over the place. Giant shark. Top off scene at one point. Everybody fancies him. Just at one point, but I mean, it's protracted. I mean, oh. it's like if that was a a female actress, you'd be saying it was gratuitous. It's like the scene in. Star Trek Into Darkness when she takes her clothes off and it's the gratu- it's unnecessary gets, yeah it's it like that but with Jason Statham yeah. so you get away with it because everyone in the audience including the guys are going oof yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy works out right? he clearly does he's, um, he's a testament to yeah that. it's really it's really good fun it, yeah yeah mm. But no, don't, I'm about to give it to it's, it's quite similar to Snakes on a Plane okay I was going to say how does it stack up to Deep Blue Sea ooh I'm not sure. I might need to see it again. It's probably not as good as Deep Blue Sea. Oh wow! Because I probably did not, not like Deep Blue Sea. Mainly I don't they killed know. Samuel Jackson in like the Spoilers. first five minutes. Have I, I showed you that? Do you know Dave Chappelle, the comedian? Yeah. You've shown me this like nine times. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Have you ever seen his like Samuel L. Jackson beard bit? No. Well, we're gonna post post links the, in the description. Links in the description. <laughs> in the pantheon of, of killer shark films is it better than deep blue sea i'm not sure i'd need to see it again but i will see it again yeah yeah okay. yeah I'll, I'll watch the meg again um, definitely here's a big question the meg 2 i don't know i i know that there's about eight books like because oh, the really? meg is the meg is based on a book yeah Jesus. and it's been in development hell for like 20 years and the guy has written loads of books and they get progressively sillier 
um, you know, the Hell's Aquarium, I think one of them is actually called. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh, I'm honestly not joking. Uh, the, the guy's name is Steve Alton, I think. And yeah. you can Google him. He's done loads of these books. Links um, in the description. <laughs> um, you got some words in here. I already have. And they go all into like you know there there are there are baby megs and stuff and, oh, and mini oh. yeah mini megs. Are they just not a great white shark? I, no, I don't think so. No, they're <laughs> like a, they're like because they're, they're bigger than great whites. They'd be like the size. Even the babies. Yeah. Well, the, so the meg is like gigantic, hmm. um, but then it's the like babies would be slightly small. Yeah, it's yeah it's and I'm I've got this really <laughs> weird thing. I'm terrified of sharks to the point where I won't even go in the sea. Oh, but I have. Fist pump right there. <laughs> But yes. I have no problem going to watch killer shark films. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I put it down to, I think I was Jaws. too young and I watched Jaws and I just can't step foot in the scene. Uh, I was... Uh, I love I, Bit of the Water, you pair of pussies. I was in Australia and someone got attacked and killed by a great white like the day after I'd been on the beach. You win. <laughs> and so I and I don't think I've been in the sea yeah, yet. Seriously? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ser- like uh, off the coast, man. off the coast oh, yeah. of um, <laughs> Shit goes down. Perth, I think it was. We'd had a lovely day at the beach, and then the next day, everyone's like, "Do you hear? Someone got killed." They were only in waist deep water. I was like, "Right, I'm done. Yeah. You can keep the sea forever." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm fine with swimming pools. Is it a great, swimming pools, a great white. I think so. Waist, I think so. It might. I might. Jesus. It was a long time ago. It might have been a tiger. In my head now, it's a great white, and they're all out to get me. It's a big fuck on my expert. Yeah, absolutely. But I, you know, I'll sit there and watch the shallows and I'll hyperventilate but I'll sit there and go uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh scare me more yeah. Yeah. Um, no I love shark movies I love all of that but I will not go in the city mm, yeah. I'll, I'll have a little paddle a proper irrational fear I think yeah um, it's for me exactly the same thing I won't go near it I don't even like because I saw a Bond movie once where the Bond films released sharks into a swimming pool I don't like being in a swimming pool by myself oh that's live and let die yeah, yeah. that one I don't like being in it because they brought the shutters across as well that's so right get out and yep. I don't like being in a pool by myself um, unless I've got goggles on and I can see what's going or, on. Or there are small children that you can yeah, shove towards any predators. Snacks, snacks. <laughs> as long as they're doing faster than they're doing <laughs> you know, my odds are better in my favour. But yeah, I just read up a rational fear yeah, of water. It's really strange. Even like lakes and stuff, I'm not, I have to really hype myself up to, to get in and, and enjoy them. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about a lake. So I, we did a, I mean, like the river would be fine. We did a lovely river cruise down the Thames the other day. Yeah. It was great fun, brilliant yeah. fun. Yeah. But that's got banks that I can see and touch, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's when the seaweed... And there was a, and there was a bar on the boat as well, so... Yeah, it's, yeah. Also, also <laughs> helps to alcohol just to steady the nerves. But yeah, it's, yeah, strange, very strange. Yeah. Oh. Have you got any rational fears, maybe? Like phobias? Just like... No, I'm awesome. <laughs> You find snakes and tarantulas, all the usual. No, I don't like spiders. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but the spiders, I just he, hell no. I'm not great with spiders. I can deal with them if they're in the house. But yeah, I, <coughs> I, I have glass. glass and postcard. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I don't pick one up. Fuck. That. My wife is is really phobic of spiders, so anytime there's one in the house, she's like, deal with that. Like my, now, <laughs> my wife has this little sort of high pitched scream that is the scream means. There's a spider and I've just seen it. Like whenever she meets, it's like I'll get a glass. Do you know what? <laughs> Gemma did some uh, like uh, aversion therapy, and I think it's on the NHS. Oh, yeah. um, a friend of mine told her about it, and so you don't, you know, you, someone phones you up and they talk you through your your spider phobia, and it's like find pictures of a tiny little money spider, then a garden spider, then a house spider, and you work your way up. And she got up to sort of a decent sized house spider and then the last time I caught one actually mm. she was like no don't throw it out yet I want to watch it and yeah. so she properly made herself get close to the glass oh, that's really cool. under the glass obviously yeah. but she was proper like she stared at it for like a good sort of 20 seconds and I was like right now get rid of it so effect. yeah you, you know you can 
So I said, obviously, we need to go on holiday to South Africa so I can go swimming in the sea with sharks. Yep. And apparently, and sh- that's prohibitive. Oh. Uh, it's too expensive. <laughs> I mean, God. <laughs> she's not thinking about you. I want to go on holiday to South Africa. Come on. <laughs> My wife has an irrational fear of uh, being underwater. And this stems back to when she was a kid and she was learning to swim and some other kid held her under the water for a long time. Right. And uh, she, like, in... Hills, yeah, pool water and whatnot, and she like freaks out now if she has to put her head underwater. Really? She, yeah, like doing it. We did a tough. Well, yeah, I was gonna, the tough mudder. You did the tough mudder, and she and, got. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. like there's there's obstacles where you have to like you go into a, a lake and have these floating barges, and you basically do little pipes and you just swim underneath and pop up and swim underneath and pop up, and like she, it took her a long time to to get to do it and we actually had to get someone on the other side to hold her hands and count to three and when she went under as quickly as you could wow through but she every time we go to the cinema now and she said it a while back and i thought she was just being melodramatic but actually i've noticed this more and more in just about every single modern action movie that you go and see there is a scene where the protagonists end up submerged with water filling up around them so we went to see Jurassic, yeah. Jurassic World 2 well there was, there was a scene in the film we watched last yeah. night so Jurassic World 2 they had the little the sphere gyrosphere that went bit, off yeah. and, and then they filled up with water and obviously last minute Chris Pratt the hero of the dives down about 100 metres yeah. pulls them back up uses yep. Chris, gun, Chris gets his knife out and saves a day Mission Impossible the van goes off into a river and starts to sink and there's a guy oh, is it in. Quite, he's in a straitjacket it's quite a cool effect because there's a van so I and you see the water like rise up Ooh, and it's coming to me and then yeah. it's like, spread so they, they set the camera at the correct angle if you were stood up in the van normally but obviously the van's on its side so this water's doing a really weird thing where it's like running around the ceiling at the perspective of the camera Yeah. and then it kind of just envelops his head and then the rest of his body and like she was wigging out when that was going. She literally really? can't, she, she can't watch the screen. Wow! But like the past five or six movies that we've been to the cinema to see, have all had like water perils. It's, it's sorry, I, I love swimming underwater and scuba diving and snorkeling. I just I absolutely love that shit. Mm. I used to get as a kid. I used to get ear infections all the time swimming underwater too much. I, mean, I, I don't mind being underwater. underwater. I, I'm not keen on scuba diving. Um, mainly just because we don't like the sea, and it's pretty much the only place where scuba diving regularly happens people do it a bit in rivers and whatnot but if you want to see the good stuff the shipwrecks and whatnot then you go out yeah. in the ocean and I have no place in the ocean <laughs> I'm not meant to be there if a great white shark was swimming down the high street it would be killed you you, <laughs> you, you were born to ski really weren't you yeah I'm a land lover sounds not my thing I like, I like the cold and the snow on the mountains and being as far away from the sea as possible yes so, altitude above sea level is where I'm comfortable <laughs> but yeah I, watch out for it was was there a water peril scene in the Meg? Uh, all takes place on dry land. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there a scene where sharks have legs? Toilet. I'm trying to think. I'm trying. Yes. Uh, not proper water peril, but there is a stranded underwater bit. Yeah. There is a stranded yeah, underwater bit. Yeah. I'm not sure that the water level. I mean, it's, it is quite forgettable. I'm saying how yeah. good it is. It is quite forgettable. I don't think there is a rising water level scene. I would be. Very, I might be wrong though, because I'm very surprised eighty percent of it takes place on the water. On the water, yeah. Or yeah. under the water. Underwater, yeah. Like in Jaws, there never was. Like a oh, water I've not seen Jaws in so long. Oh, Jaws is such. I don't oh, really remember. Such most a good of film. Classic. Oh, no, it's a classic. I've probably not seen that film in fifteen years. I mean, it, it has a lot to answer for. Um, Personally, but uh, it's it's a great movie. I can watch it again and again. Yeah, really can. Very very watchable movie. Yeah, they did they contribute to like the 
Charlotte's becoming endangered. Well, yeah, American it's pretty much states. it's it's shaped modern perception of, of great white sharks as being these like man eaters. When well, they are. They're like the third, though. I think. I think yeah. tigers are worse, much worse, and then another one, bulls or something. I don't know. But great whites aren't actually as bad as other sharks. And great whites don't actively hunt humans. They only like mistake them for seals. Do you know? I was I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they were, I didn't realize this. They were, they were talking about hunting, specifically bow hunting, and people's perception of hunting bears. Mm. The bears are just. Everyone's like, oh, because you have like cartoons of bears and they're like cuddly and, and just people's perception generally of bears is that they're really friendly creatures, when they are actually badass, strong, yeah. cold, yeah. fucking killers. Oh yeah. Um, and polar bears will actually actively hunt people, even polar bears that haven't seen a person. So they did some experiment. They were talking about some experiment where a guy was put into a sealed box uh, in the Arctic and a polar bear approaches it and literally is there. Trying to well, figure out how the fuck to take the box apart. I like... think they were filming uh, Blue Planet, and that was a cameraman, and he was in a glass oh, okay. box so that he could observe the terrain but be safe. And it was like a polar bear-proof box. But this thing came along, and it was like it was problem solving. It was trying to get yeah. in there. Ooh. I, I, that just I mean, who me volunteer? Who volunteers to be that cameraman? Yeah, the dude in the box. <laughs> like, they had an interview with him, and he was like, "I was, I was literally pooping my pants." I'll bet. Yeah. Because you, you like sooner or later he's going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's going to be a, a weak weld or something, or someone's going to give. Because they're powerful creatures. Mm. Very, very strong. Yeah, interesting and terrifying. But the, he, on the same podcast as the Joe Rogan experience, I was listening to. He was talking to a guy called Remy Warren, who's a, a bow hunter who was on a hunt, and there were about five or six of them sat in a. And it was quite bad conditions. It was mm. like windy and rainy. Yeah, and they were sat trying to make camp and eat food and stuff and one of them was just like suddenly oh I hear something and this bear charged right into the middle of the camp oh, and he nice. said the only thing they think that stopped any of them from being killed is that the fellow will starve us right yeah and, and, the it, just, and it, it confused the bear for like couldn't them. chase like yeah. six different people and it didn't yeah. know what to do for a second yeah and it did one, one guy as one guy tried to attack it with a, with a guide pole or something and sort of made it, but one guy actually ended up basically getting thrown onto his back and almost like riding the bear for a few miles before falling. Like off. Anchorman. Yeah, they actually made that joke. I'm riding a furry tractor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it, it tried to come back a couple of times, um, but they in, in the end they were. You, you want the dude? Um, for, for the listeners at home, I'm, so, I'm sat on like the world's most uncomfortable and noisy stool, so I'm just going to stand for a bit, if that's all right. Yeah, as long as we can hear you still. I yeah, mean, yeah, uh, I'm going to talk into the mic. Oh, we'll have to do some post-editing for the levels and stuff. Yeah, that's, all, that's all good. Um, the other trailer that we saw, which yeah. you said we should talk about, was uh, Alita Battle Angel. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. Oh, that... Check the description. Um, looks incredible. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a futuristic Pinocchio story, but... I mean, this whole world is... It, it looked a lot like... And I've seen um, Ready Player One. Yes. So the whole movie has this CGI kind of quality to it. There are real actors in there. Right. But then there are also uh, people who are robots. And they all kind of look... They don't look CGI. You know, it's really, really well done. Um, I don't really understand the premise of the movie because the trailer is very, very cagey about giving away details. And I presume from looking at the trailer that they've adapted it from a book because it's a very very rich world that they're they're portraying but basically there's some catastrophic earth event that decimates they mentioned when the ground shook um and it 
it decimated most of the population. Um, and then the human race was kind of rebuilding itself, but there clearly was future tech. And then it, the, the, the clock reset and they're finding all this old technology that was more advanced than where they are currently at. And there's robots and there's this girl who I presume is Alita, who is a robot with right. a human brain. But turns out she's like a badass and a hunter or something, but she doesn't know it. So she's got all these mad kung fu skills, but she doesn't find that out until presumably the second act of the movie. But it looks okay. amazing. It's got um, Christopher Waltz, was it? Yes. Christopher Waltz plays like the uh, Geppetto-style t- uh, character. And who else was it? It, was... it looks like he turns on her during the movie. No, no, I don't think he does. I think he's... Um... Do you not? No, I don't think so. Who were the other big names? Because it was... Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I always... I see the, these awesome trailers. I'm like, I really want to like, talk about that. But or... it was enough... And then you watch the actual film and then like, now I just think it's <laughs> was it Tom Cruise like hamming it up for the like, following of, two hours. Makers of Avatar and stuff like that who... It was James Cameron. Not on oh, yeah, yeah. James like Cameron that. was a producer of it or something, I think. Yeah. I mean, big, big names all the way through. They were just dropping these names on the screen. It's like, wow, those are big actors. Mm. But it looks mental. Like, like batshit crazy. Good. So, I'm sorry. I know we thought that Mission Impossible was, was pretty, <laughs> pretty turd. Yeah, Mission Impossible was. Uh, uh, so, where, so does it, where does it fit with the other Mission Impossibles? I've, I've interesting. three and four. So, so. It, interestingly, it is a sequel in the truest sense to the last movie. To the most recent one. Yeah. So it has recurring characters and a recurring bad guy. Because Alec Baldwin's in it. Yes. And I know that he was in the other one. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it might be a bit I linear. Mean, you have your core characters. You've got, like, the Vin Rhymes. Yeah, Rhymes. Uh, Vin Rhymes, yeah. Vin Rhymes. Uh, Simon Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg. Uh, you've got... Um, the... Is it just me? Simon, Simon Pegg and Vin Rhymes, I think, was sort of acting on uh, autopilot a little bit. It, wasn't... it was a bit... It was just a bit... But then it is like the, like you said earlier, it's like the sixth or the seventh. Like they've done quite a few, and it's the the, you know, law of diminished returns. I mean, if you look at the fifth Terminator and how terrible that was, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. The fifth Die Hard, how awful that was. Yeah. If (laughs) if it's if you're doing better than them, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe taken in a vacuum, it might not be very great, but compared to other franchises, yeah. It. Might be. Do- I don't but know. I ain't seen it. Does that still justify making them though? Well, yeah, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. So yeah. You, you know, from the the last Mission Impossible movie, there was the uh, the bad guy. Uh, he's a British actor. Uh, uh Sean Harris. Sean yes. Harris. And I I, he's what? a creepy looking dude. Right. He's I always like, a creepy dude in everything. Have in, you seen Creep? Yes. Yes. The the, yeah. the, the, the subway. He plays. Yeah. Creep. He's the creep, he? isn't he? Yeah. yeah. With Franco Patente. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's very very weird and creepy. He's in a Prometheus as well, isn't he? He is in Prometheus, and he, he's a fucking weird and he's dude a weirdo in Prometheus. Yeah. He just basically plays well, he does weird guys. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's actually he's a method actor. So like when he was when he was playing the creep in Creep, he never broke character in between takes. He lived on the underground for a couple of days. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, just kidnapped a few. Yeah, yeah. Commuters and, and whatnot. But yeah, eight human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Franco Patente never met Sean Harris until after the movie had wrapped. Oh, I see. I really, I, like, I really like that. I admire <laughs> that. Like genuinely trying to unsettle people yeah. on set. I like that. And the scene where he's got the young girl and you know, he's got her strapped to the bed, and he's like just completely freaking out and doing yeah. loads of really weird shit. They didn't tell the girl what he was going to do, and she'd not met him before the scene. Oh, so it's just like they strap her into this table, and then they bring this dude out, and they just have one cameraman. 
just in there just filming what was going on and so she's legit her reactions are very legitimate she's like freaking out because this guy is just fucking yeah but in the first movie with him in where he plays the bad guy in Mission Impossible at the very very start he confused me for Simon Pegg because when when he's in the um, Tom Cruise's in the record shop and he's he's thinks he's getting a mission but then it turns into a trap yes and he's locked in there and it's all bulletproof and Mate Boy's out there with the record shop girl and he's got a gun to her head looks an awful lot like Simon yeah. Pegg I'm like is Simon Pegg playing bad this <laughs> one but anyway his character is a returning character in this new yeah. movie that's out which I don't think as far as bad guys are concerned they've done before in the I'm not sure they movie. have um, it is like a genuine sequel and they talk about the syndicate and um, then there's like a a hardcore section of it called the Apostles or the Disciples or something like that. Yeah. It's like these 12, 24 people that are like ruining the world and there's three nuclear bombs, etc., etc. Standard Mission Impossible shit. But it's just not great. I mean, you, you know what to expect with a Mission Impossible yeah. movie and you go in and you expect that and it, actually the bar was a bit lower. But yeah, interesting. Not, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, the same director as the last one as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think. And, and generally I enjoy Mission Impossible movies mainly because they reinvent themselves every time they come around. You know, you look at the very first Mission Impossible movie versus or any other one, they're all very different uh, like tonally and style and just the way that they tell a spy story. They're all very, very different films. But this one just didn't bring anything new to the table apart from Henry Cavill. Yeah, but we like Henry Cavill. We do, we do like him I was trying to think if there's any other movies that he's been in that I enjoy too. And he was in. Wasn't the, he in uh, the, the uh, Passion of the Christ? Or am I going to make a plea wrong? With Mel Gibson's movie. Yes. I don't remember him being in that. Let me Google that. He was in, I don't movie. remember him being in that. No, he was in the. Um, was it The Saints or. The Man from the Uncle. The Man from Uncle, yeah. Which I still haven't seen. Do you know what? That's a blooming enjoyable movie. Is that Guy Ritchie? I think that's a Guy Ritchie. Is it film. A Guy Ritchie? I think so. It was really, really enjoyable. Um, so you got him. No, it's Jim Jim Cavazil. Cavazil. You've got you you've got your Cavazils. Yeah. Your Cavs mixed up. Cavazils mixed up. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Easily done. But did you ever watch The Man from Uncle when it was on? No. Back in no. I used to love watching that with my dad. You know, you'd have that and you'd have The Saint and all of those like those kind of like cheesy spy dramas that were on TV on repeats I had movies. I had the professionals and the Sweeney I think I think my old man might have liked it a little bit more gritty yeah speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of the Sweeney what did you make of uh, the movie with uh, yeah I didn't like that didn't like that didn't like that it had Plan B in it yeah Plan B, it had plan B, in it. Yeah, plan B was, was the there was Carter yeah, and Ray yeah. Winston was Regan. No, I didn't like that. That was a bit ridiculous. Like it had, it had real promise, and I think that is there a gunfight in Trafalgar Square? That's yes. pretty good. Yes. The, yeah, that's, that, that whole scene is pretty. Cool. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's Interestingly, like a, the, gun yeah, the opening fight. scene I thought was quite good as well. Well, sort of. Can't remember it. They they uh, they're robbing a gold warehouse and they crash the cars through. And then the, the introduction for Owens then is where the guy he's fighting with Carter and then he grabs him through the, the wall. Yes, that's right, yes. You nicked, you yes. Um but the gunfight in Trafalgar Square, all of the guns that they fired were not just firing blanks, they were firing um ones that make muzzle flash but don't make a noise. Oh, okay. And then they put every single gunshot in, in post because they didn't want to freak the fuck out of freak the fuck freak out of, it, out of yeah. London. Yeah. Um so yeah, they had to do that. 
Oh, did, so that's not a surprise. They did a very similar thing in uh, Cloverfield um, oh, right. when the army was attacking the the big monster in the streets of Manhattan. They just had them all. I don't even think the guns were firing. I think they actually put the muzzle flashes in in post as well, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, but again, you don't want to like panic the entire city of New York. This is very true. Speaking of Cloverfield, have you seen Cloverfield? I've seen Cloverfield. Well, and I've seen, seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. And what about. And I have not seen Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, see the Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, it, uh, you know, you got to say 2 out of 3 ain't bad. It's, it's, it's right there, but I can't bring myself to. to Stick it on Cloverfield Lane was a pleasant surprise. I it really enjoyed really that. Really I, it is, it is, it is tied in narratively to the other two. So right, you should watch it just for completion. I'm going sake, to watch it for completion's sake, but in it's, terms of, it, like, is, it is not a good movie. It, it does give explanation as to what the fuck is going on right. in the previous two movies, but that's really the only reason you should watch it. The rest of it is like, and it's, I, I, I like the explanation. It's just generally not. A I good was film. quite attracted to the cast. I think it's got a relatively good cast, doesn't it? It's yeah. got like Daniel Brawl. Yeah, it's got a um, bunch of good people in it. Good names. What's her What's her face out of the Night Manager? I think is in it. Daniel Brawl's actually quite good in it. I thought. I love Daniel Brawl. I really, really enjoy him. Yeah, he, he's he's good, but the, just the film in general is just not. Yeah. It's disappointing considering how good the first two were, and they really were. I thought I mean Cloverfield. I thought it was an amazing film. Yeah. Take Cloverfield Lane again was really really inventive, and that the marketing for those films is genius. But yes. they don't talk too much about what, particularly the Ten Cloverfield Lane, because it's not obviously spoiler alert. But again, it's been out for ages, so mm. fuck you if you're not seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, set a precedent you, here, haven't I? You're, you're just going to go around. S- now, you're, <laughs> now you're flipping them off. <laughs> just going around spoiling things left, right, and centre. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, the Cloverfield Paradox had Chris O'Dowd in it. Oh God, ah. yeah. And, and not for the better. No? I'd say, you see him and you're like, why are you in this movie? You, you're not even an actor, it's you're a stand-up comic. Like a jarring, it's like, um, and I still haven't seen whatever the latest Alien film was, not the one after Prometheus. But that's, oh, that's got uh, Danny McBride in Covenant. it. Covenant. Covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we are big fans of Danny it's McBride. It's got Danny McBride in it, but it, it, that I find that, ju- I'm, like, I'm not like going to write it down? off. I've not watched East Band of Down. I don't oh, dislike dude. Danny McBride. I like Danny McBride. So I'm going to, again, I'll get round to it when I'm in the lottery. But just seeing him in the trailer for an alien film really sort of, I did a proper double yeah. take. But yeah. He's actually one of the best things about that film and it is not a good movie. That yeah. movie. But uh, he, is, he is legitimately one of the best things about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Chris O'Dowd is not one of the best things about <laughs> uh, The Cloverfield Paradox <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Fucking, I always get him confused with Ryan Gosling. The guy who was in the other, in the alien film we were just talking about. The other film? What, the other Cloverfield film? Yeah, the, the, the big name. He plays the android. Oh, the, the guy plays David? Yeah. Fastbender. Uh, Fastbender, yeah. Yes. Fastbender is definitely not what is good about that, I don't think. No. no. I don't know why, you, I, don't know, I probably shouldn't have brought him back. No. No need. Yeah. There's a big plot twist around him, which I'm not going to spoil, actually, because it's a relatively new film, but uh, I actually think he, he stinks up the place. And he's one of those ones where they... The, the twist is signposted from about 10 miles away. Oh. And it's like, you can fucking see it coming. Right? It, it annoys you that, yeah, that yeah. the you know characters that, don't see it. You know that when you're playing baseball and you're on, you're on the post and you're waiting for the person to throw the fucking ball and they just don't. And you're like, come on. I mean, I've played rounders. Yeah, but right. Similar principle, <laughs> yeah. Similar yeah, principle. That's, that's what's like watching that movie. It's uh, like, just, just throw, throw the ball. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> and then they do it and they're like, well, yeah, you ruined any saw that kind coming. of surprise. Yeah. That, Hey, earlier on you said you were going to redeem yourself with the two movies that you've seen recently. Yes. Oh, right, to prove that I'm not just a, a dumb 
lumphead that yes. gets drunk and watch films. Yeah. So yeah, so the last film that I saw at the cinema wasn't The Meg, it was The Children Act. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Um, now I've got to be honest. That was because uh, we did one of those Sky VIP things. Yes. Um, and they send they punt you out stuff left, right, and center. And mm. and normally it's Peppa Pig World, and we don't have kids, so that's redundant. And it yeah. was like it's a film and it's free, so let's go to Reading and watch it. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's Emma Thompson and Stanley Tucci. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're, it's oh, going to be Stanley good. Tucci, Stanley Tucci's so good. Yeah, yeah Emma Thompson's just. And he's 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 a proper sort of supporting character in this, but he's just he's he's the Tooch, and he's just. So the premise of the movie. Uh, so it is about the Children Act. Is the um, when children can't make decisions for themselves, and they're not old enough, obviously legally. Yeah. Um, and it's when the parents want to say want to do something, and it will it might harm the child. Yeah. So it's a seventeen year old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, from a Jehovah's Witness family, so yes. they obviously don't allow blood transfusions. Yes. He is a week or a month away from his 18th birthday. I think a month. That would mm-hmm. be, yeah. A month away from his 18th birthday. Um, but he will die in agony yeah. if he doesn't have a blood transfusion. Right, um, and Emma Thompson is the judge who presides over the case. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's the sort of thing that, you know, if it was on BBC Two or Channel Four, you'd go, yeah, we'll have a go on that. Yeah. I wouldn't see it at the cinema, I will be honest, but yeah. it was right there was... and it was really, really good. Really proper sort of, you're kind of, and then straight away Emma Thompson appears on screen and she's she's very, very good. Mm. Um, the supporting cast is is brilliant. The guy who plays the, the the actor who plays the boy has been in something else, but I can't remember what. But he is absolutely amazing. Really, really strong actor, and he's like twenty or something. Okay. Um, and it's got um I can't remember the actor's name, but did you ever watch Game On in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. got the original Matthew from Game On so we've got, <laughs> as the father of the boy. We've got Emma Thompson and Stanley Tucci. We've got uh, Finn Whitehead. Finn Whitehead. And Ben Kaplan. Ben Chaplin. Ben Chaplin is, the, yeah, he is um, Matt, Matthew or Martin from Matthew from Game On. Yes. And he yes, is the father is. of the of the kid. And he oh, gets wow. a really, really good scene where he acts his tits off. And all I can hear is him saying, make a cup of tea, Martin. <laughs> and I'm like, you finally erased that after like 20 odd years. Now I can, now I've seen you do some decent stuff. Because I know he didn't cease to exist, but I haven't seen him in anything. No, he's, yeah. what he's done since is it based on any kind of true story I don't like at the start of the film so one of her original cases is a much younger it's like a baby and I got the impression that that was maybe pointing at Charlie Gard and that sort of thing because there's people protesting outside the courtroom and the hospital so I thought they might have been pointing at that sort of real story but I don't think it is based on it might be based on a book actually okay um, it might be based on a yeah like a did, fictional book. I did see the trailer for it not that long ago actually, and thought oh, no, I bet that's good. Yeah, it's yeah it's a. I mean, I love a courtroom scene. I'm a big fan of a courtroom yeah. scene, and it's not the you know family court. You don't see that often in films, so it's good to see that sort of thing going. Yeah, on. I think my still my favourite courtroom movie. Maybe we can do the rounds. Is my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love like my cousin Vinny. Like oh, oh, yeah, that's great. very good. It's really, very really good. good movie. Yeah, excellent. It's got the. It, uh, me wrong. It's got the Karate Kid in it, right? Yes, it has. Yeah, yes. The, the guy played, I mean, it was it was off the back of his success in the Karate Kid and whatnot. He did that, and it's got. Um, I forgot what the Karate Kid's name is, but it's got him and his his cousin Vinny is. Um, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, who is amazing <laughs> in it, and he's. he's Always. Basically, these two lads are on a, a bit of a car journey across America, and they. Um, get arrested and um, basically people in a small hick town think that they've committed a murder 
but they bring, they didn't and they bring in his cousin Vinny who's a lawyer turns out he's not actually a lawyer and never actually passed the bar but his cousin Vinny just pretends to be this other lawyer so that he can represent these two kids and it's it's a, a courtroom drama comedy um, about how whether or not they're going to spoil it for you if you've not seen whether or not they're going to get off and, yeah. and what actually happened and it's great so you just t- you, Watch it. It's Brilliant. um, that's the it's some Joe Pesci's girlfriend is Marissa Tomei, yes, right? Yes. And she's amazing in it as well. Yes, she is. But this is the film. She won, I think she won the Oscar for that. And everyone, there's a thing about how at the time it was quite a controversy because someone quite old read it out, like Jack Palance or something like yeah. that. It might have actually been Jack Palance. Yeah. And there was a controversy because there was a much more deserving winner, right. Than the girlfriend from My Cousin Vinny, <laughs> and everyone was convinced he'd read the wrong friggin' card yeah. out. And it was a bit like when La La Land and Moonlight La La got Land mixed and, up. Yeah, Except yeah. it wasn't a mix-up. She did. She was the winner. Was and everyone was like, that crazy old fool's read this wrong thing out. It should have been <laughs> Jessica Tandy or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But she's no, brilliant in it as well. She's fantastic in it. She's, she's kind of like... Uh, it, to check if, if Vinny is the, the face of the courtroom, she's like the brains behind him doing all the research and passing him stuff and like basically gearing him on to... Check it out, man. It's, it's, it's check it out. really, really good. It has a great... Because all courtroom films must have a good denouement. Yeah, and it has a really good finish to it. Yeah, really, really good finish. I was gonna say for mine, I was gonna say a few good men, but then while you were talking, I actually, I, I, I can't believe I've overlooked the obvious choice. Sleepers is the favourite. Sleepers. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, no, nice. Sleepers is a choice. gritty movie. I love I it. Thought you were gonna say a few good men, but you yeah, then I was like, no, Sleepers. I actually love that movie. I like a good, a good revenge film. Yeah, well. yes. yeah. So it works, it works at a couple of levels. Yeah. Although you're right, the, the ending is a bit is actually quite sad if you want to write to the end. Because that like initial like yeah they did it yeah and there's a bit weird. it's yeah I haven't seen Sleepers for a long time well, Sleepers is an old movie yeah. though yeah. I, Sleepers oh. is my go to film if you ever play the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon Sleepers yeah. has to feature because there's a it's lot got, of things it's quite central there isn't yeah. it if yeah you can get, if you can get to um, any of the Oceans movies because they're an ensemble cast and Brad Pitt's in it and stuff like that you can then get to Sleepers you can then get to Kevin get, Bacon nice yeah. Yeah. nice that's my roadmap every single time it's a difficult watch though, Sleepers. I think. It, it's hard. I still, I, 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 don't, I don't find I'm not comfortable watching it. Mm. I mean, it's a great film, but it's... But that in itself. Yeah, it's why it's, it's good. Why yeah, it's why it's good, yeah. yeah. But yeah, how about your favourite courtroom? I, I See, I was going to say 12 Angry Men, but again, it feels a bit too obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a stone cold classic. It's mm. it's absolutely amazing, and it's one of those. If it's on at midnight, I will watch it, and I'll yeah. go into work tired the next day. Yeah, it feels a bit too obvious, so I'm going to copy Simon, and I'm going to pick something else. And I think that um, oh god, I forgot what it's called. Time to kill. Time to kill. Samuel L. Jackson, because Matthew McConaughey yeah. did that film. Then he went off and did tons of shit movies, and then he came back to being a legit good actor. But yeah. Time to Kill. Is that the one Sandra Bullock in it? It's the one with... It might have Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah, she might be the researcher. And it's Samuel L. Jackson and... I'm just Googling Sandra yeah. Bullock at the minute because I remember she was in a great, great movie. And it, I think it was a time I think it might be that. She might be the assistant. Miss Congeniality, is that what you're thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Miss Congeniality, no, too. Because yeah. you have the... the it's in like the Hicktown. You've got the two fractions. And one of them saying is free Stephen Fry and the other one saying Fry. Yeah, Stephen that's Fry. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's I, the name. And it has that. And his, 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 his summation... 
Yeah. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is the is the horrible the um, the white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, he's a scumbag in it. Yeah, yeah. And really. so yeah, but um, McConaughey's like summation speech. Yes. Is just is amazing. So oh, yeah. it's heart wrenching, and he, 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 it, he tells a story, and that's then at right. the end he says, "Now imagine she's white. imagine if she's white," and you're like, um, "Wow." There's a member of the jury just that's right. Being, and like, yeah. And it's Boom. yeah. So. Twelve Angry Men is too obvious. Yeah, time to kill. Time to kill is great. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this, but I don't remember anything about oh, it. Man, it's it's good. It might be you might have seen any one of the rash of John Grisham nineties films. Yeah. Yeah. let us know your favorite uh, <laughs> based movies out there. Yeah, there's a I like. Good you're right. It's, it's it's good good. Good, good work if I'm in movies like the courtroom stuff. There's a lot of good courtroom films. You, yeah. you get real good drama out of a courtroom drama. Yeah. You do. Yeah, you yeah. a lot, lot of mileage on it. So that was uh, the the children act. What the was, children act. The yeah, what was the oh, oh, the Meg. Uh, so I went from the Meg to the children act. Oh right, I thought it was two. Oh no, there wasn't two highbrow. I just two complete ends. Of the almost spectrum. a week apart, I went from the Meg to the children act. Yes, wow. sorry, yeah. Well, at least you didn't go from the children act to the Meg. <laughs> you came quite, out feeling more quite a step s- down. Than, yeah, absolutely. That's really good. So I, I want to change that completely because we were talking about something briefly before before you turned up to record this. Yeah. That I'm kind of interested in. We were talking about veganism. Uh, Oh, right. I've, I've got a number of again. I'm just up. Right. Carry on. Uh, d- stay close to the mic, I think, because the, the, your volumes go down a bit when you're Can't you hear me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I, I'm interested, though, you'll take as a meat eater that lives with a vegan. So, yeah, so, so I, my wife is a vegan. Oh, uh, she oh, has right. been since about since January. So, yeah. she went vegetarian last year. She went full vegan in January. Um, it works quite, it's quite easy to deal with. I mean, I do quite a bit of the cooking, so I will often cook up something that's vegan and then dump a whole load of bacon on mine yeah. if I fancy it. Because bacon is life. That's it, right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I did a, a like a curry last night that was completely good for both of us. It was absolutely fine. It's quite... It's pushed me a little bit because I'm getting all this stuff like seitan and, and, and tofu that I've never cooked pushed before. pushed you as a chef? Do you like cooking? I enjoy cooking a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's quite good. So yeah, I ordered this this... I like to call it Satan, but I know it's not pronounced like that. Well, we've got oh, a yeah. vegan friend, vegan friends, and there is a, a, a restaurant in London. Vegan, they're very vegan. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a couple of vegan friends, and there's actually a restaurant in London that they told us about, and it's called the Temple of Satan. That's right. Yes, so I've heard of this. I think it is pronounced Satan. And it's like so. It's Satan is a is is gluten protein. So yeah. if you're making something gluten free, that's what gets skimmed off. Yes. And it's got a very dense meaty texture. And I ordered some the other day and they were just like burgers or something like that. Mm. And and Gemma's not evangelical as a vegan. Like she's not preachy. Yeah. So I cooked this up and it was all lovely and I went into work the next day and I was like, oh yeah, I cooked with Satan and everyone went, oh, that sounds yeah. horrible. And I was like, no, actually, <laughs> it's quite and I am sort of more preachy about it than she is. So you're you're like <laughs> Vegan by proxy. I'm like a vegan advocate. Yeah, yeah like by proxy. A meat eating vegan advocate. My my <laughs> the rarest of things. My meat intake has gone down quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, it's um, natural. I tend to sort of I tend to if I'm doing something. So she went on holiday recently, and I cooked myself up just like a chili, like nothing fancy. Dude, I think I saw but, you put this on Instagram. Yeah, it, it had like it. So it had like. Um, chuck steak and it had pig cheeks and it had like all like oh my god and I cooked it for like 10 hours and, oh. it, and, it, and I did enough of it to feed me for a week and I was like yes. now this is is how it should be I don't eat that much meat but when I do you I'm going to do, do it do, fucking properly <laughs> that's yeah, it yeah. yeah absolutely um, so her reasons for becoming vegetarian then vegan was, <laughs> was... Uh, she saw a film called Okja oh, which is another yeah. Netflix exclusive yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about an animal that doesn't exist there are these um, so it's in a near future world mm-hmm. and these 
massive great genetic pigs are farmed out to all the different corners of the world and the best one will get taken back like at some point in the future and be used as the template for all the other massive great huge pigs and that's the perfect source of meat okay. and what happens is Okja the main one um, is with this Korean farmer and his daughter and the daughter becomes best friends with Okja so when Okja gets taken away yeah. they try and get Okja back uh, okay. um, and so yeah, this is a fictional animal that doesn't work but it doesn't exist sorry yeah. but it obviously had a profound effect because she was like I'm going vegetarian now is this now. movie designed to be like pro-vegetarian like vegan propaganda so it's yeah. written <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to ask that without saying that's actually <laughs> is it designed to be propaganda it is, it's written by John Ronson um, who did the minutes who stare at goats who did the psychopath test um who did? He's a really good writer, fantastic writer. Is His books vegan, are amazing, vegetarian? and I think he's vegan. Yes. Right. Okay. So it was written from that point of view. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily preachy, I don't think. Quite a lot of jokes are at the expense of the animal rights people, yeah. just as much as the evil corporate person. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't tend to be very preachy about his causes. Mm-hmm. So I got to be honest, I did fall asleep halfway through it, um, <laughs> so I didn't see the end. Um, but that's that's the reason. Okja is the reason why. Do they say Okja? Do you know? They do say. I, I, I think so. Spoilers. Spoilers. And um, and Jen will co- correct me if I'm wrong. You can get her on next, and she can correct all the things that I have said <laughs> that, she, that she are wrong. A dossier, yeah. <laughs> you got that wrong. You got that wrong. Can't send you anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I, I just, I'm interested in this because we're we're both doing like a bit of a health like fitness kick at the moment. I'm interested about how. Being that certainly, certainly who still eats me and how it works from like a health perspective, like trying it particularly on a vegan diet, get enough proteins and, and nutrients and yeah. stuff like that. So, so I mean, she will, she we, probably less of an issue for you if you do still eat meat. Our, uh, our, our peanut butter intake, for example, has gone up. There's your fantastic source of protein that's vegan friendly. Yeah, I just um, can't stand peanut butter. That's probably not going to work for you then. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> loves it, and she'll like every now and then just nick off and get a spoonful out of the fridge. And then kiss me, and I feel like I want to throw it in her mouth. It's like that really, I'm keen that on it, bad. right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I've got a massive tub of it in the cupboard. There you go. There you go. Mexican food is very good for vegans, so you can do like a lovely sort of like a burrito with all beans and guacamole, rice yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Are you a fan of Mexican food? Love Mexican food. We I, went I, to Mexico for our honeymoon. I'm a big fan of Mexico. As, uh, I was talking to someone the other day about this. Uh, I think it's La Perna Negra. It's a Mexican place in Soho that's actually in a sex shop. Oh, okay. In a sex shop? Yes. So you have to go into the sex shop it's, to well, get the into... Bag, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of a bit like, yeah, I'll make some food, like, yeah, but I got taken up by my sister and... Uh, Your sister took you to a sex shop? And her husband. It's not <laughs> weird. This is... You, no. you should probably cut that part out. No, I don't... We don't cut stuff out anymore. <laughs> On the internet forever. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it looks like a sex shop from the outside. And when when you go inside, it's uh, it's, you just go downstairs and there's this awesome Mexican restaurant. Nice, nice. Nice. I actually had Mexican for lunch today. We we have a a, I I live in Staines, which is not a cultural hotspot at all. You mean St Anne's Pontet? No, we don't. No, (laughs) I was born there. All right, so I've come back, and this Pontet stuff is bullshit. Um, (laughs) And there's a Mexican opening up in Staines, and I'm like. I'm just, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to mm. be good. I mean, mm. so long as there's, you know, Negra Modelo, which is my favourite yeah. in the world, it's quite hard to get over here. Yeah. And so long as their burritos are pretty banging, I'm just, yeah. I might move in. Yeah. Um, just God, let it be good. Just let it be good, yeah. yeah. I had, um, today I was I was stuck for lunch. I usually bring my lunch in with me because I'm on a diet at the minute, which I, I'm not a dieting person. I have been for about 10 weeks now. And it's I mean, neither am I. But 
I got into work today and I didn't have lunch with me, so I was I was frantically scouring the internet for what I could eat and actually um, got a, um, a what do you call those delivery guys? A Deliveroo. Deliveroo. I got a Deliveroo to bring a burrito. Burrito loco. Burrito loco yeah. from from Guildford. And I got a, a. I mean, it wasn't a burrito because can't have the burrito, but it was. Um, Brown rice, chicken salad thing. Right. It it's a naked burrito. It's the burrito yeah. un, un, unwrapped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, let me give the gratuitous like plug in the podcast. If they want to send us some free shit, they'll <laughs> tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you here now. It was the nicest Mexican <laughs> I've ever had. Burrito Loco Guilford. Thank you. <laughs> On with the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was seamless. I, yeah, I'm not I sure anyone had even noticed. Soon yeah. <laughs> We are not endorsed in any way by Burrito Loco, but we'd like to be. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And Our first sponsor was a burrito place. And Taylor Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That first, we got very drunk the first like, the, of this, first one of these, the second season we did. And, yeah. On Taylor Jerry's, actually. I, I think we ended up talking about Taylor Jerry's a lot. We talked about Taylor Jerry's too much, to be honest. <laughs> Have you tried the whole, uh, again, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name check my wife because she does great things. For Before she turned 30, she wanted to do 30 things before she turned 30 and she just wrote nice letters to companies that she appreciated. Oh, really? And the amount of people that sent stuff back yeah. is quite impressive. So maybe try writing to Sailor Jerry's and just say, do you know what, you guys are the, the greatest yeah. rum in the world. The funny story about that, my dad told me a story, it was in uh, the first Gulf War, there was a soldier out there who in his downtime would do just that and he would write to companies of the things that he was using and just praise them and say how amazing it was. And most of the time they would send him like a month's supply. And he wrote to, I think it was Remington Sword or a razor company. And basically said, your razors are amazing. I'm out, I'm serving at the minute. I'm out in, in the Gulf and you know, um, one of your razors has lasted me an entire month. I can't, I can't tell you how amazing they are. And they wrote a letter back and they said, thank you so much for your letter. We really appreciate you. We support you guys while they're out there. Please find enclosed a month's supply of razors. Because he'd said his razor lasted him a month, they gave him one razor a day. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Remy. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I thought this was going to have a really heartwarming, no, like no, supporting no. the troops they thing. And they're like, like, boom! One razor, mate, yeah, cheers. There's another month's supply. You're not getting freebies from us. But that's a really good idea. It's, right? it, like I say, the amount of people that's, you know, like a, a like a um, eat natural fruit bars and stuff and all yeah. that sort of, they're great fruit bars. Um <laughs> That sort of, you know, and they just, oh, we really appreciate it. And I think there's the psychology behind it is, is companies get so many complaint letters yeah. and they get so few thank you letters. Yeah. Um, so a lot of companies, if you thank them, will... will well, know. yeah, have some free shit. Yeah. Awesome. Glad I mean, you appreciate us. Back when I was at university and, and didn't really have anything to do, I remember getting exceptionally angry that... Except um, degree work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really it's do that much. Ball, it's <laughs> about your grades, I think. Yeah, it does, it does. But, yeah, I, I got a two-two in the end of it with a drinking grid. Drinkers degree. But I remember getting really annoyed with Mars because they announced that they were, were they were basically stopping doing their king size because there was this at the time it was just the start of the obesity and awareness of sugar and stuff like that. And they were like, right, well, I'm not doing king size stuff anymore. So I wrote them and I was like, why are you guys doing this to me? Like, I'm thin. I'm healthy. And you know what? I, I fucking love king size. I Mars really bars. love king size Mars bars. One. Just leave me just a little bit satisfied. Two is just too much. Yeah. Um, I love the king size. You know, you're killing me. And they actually wrote back and said, well, although we're stopping doing the king size, what we're now doing is Mars share, which is the, the size duos. of the king size. The duos. Yes. Yeah. Size, same size as the king size, but they just cut it in the middle. 
So the idea is you meant to buy it and share it with someone on the last time we can have them. Anyway, they said please find enclosed some vouchers for um, some free Mars and Twix and whatever it was. Um, nice. I, I got like 20 quid's worth yeah. of vouchers. I'm like, that's amazing. And I thought then I should write to companies. Turn before. it into a career. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know whether it's turning 40 or something, but I just have, I've taken up writing to my MP, which gets you nothing at all. Oh, wow. But I just keep finding things to like, yeah, Mr. Quarting, <laughs> tell me about the expansion <laughs> of the TFL Oyster Zone to Staines. Thank you. Yours kindly, Lewis. Um, he often writes but back. Who's, who's your Quasi Quarting. That's okay. a name. Uh, he, I mean, he was. I think the old guy got done in the expenses scandal, and he's been parachuted in. <laughs> oh, like he's wow. a, you know, he's a, a textbook. It's in, this is incredibly racist, but they call him the Black Boris, and I don't think the Conservative Party have yeah. referred to him as that. Oh wow! Um, well, what colours is he wearing? He, he's conservative. Oh okay. Uh, so Spelthorne, where I live, has been conservative, aside from one period after the Second World War for a hundred years. <laughs> it's it's so good. safely blue. Wow. It's unbelievable. Well, I think most of Surrey is, isn't it? Yeah. So is, is, he, is he a bit Boris in his I don't... I mean, he, he's... Or is it just like he's got crazy hair he's, he's You know, he's guy. new Tory, so I guess he's a little bit Boris. But you could just as well say the black Michael Gove. But how about you just say he's quasi-quarting, <laughs> not... The black, whatever. Yeah, it's. Black I find it very strange, and yeah, it's. Of course, the black I, I, I'm sure really doesn't have a ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. That's true. Um, but I think it's on his Wikipedia page or something. It's. it's what? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, that does seem a bit racist. Because I haven't, you know, I haven't plucked that out of the ether. He certainly doesn't sign his letters like that. But um, <laughs> I, I'm sure I've seen it on his wiki. Wow. Because uh, we have a friend who, and your parents as well, they live in, in Farnham, and their local MP was and still is Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely little corner, because Michael Gove's quite local to around here as well. Yeah. He yeah. might be somewhere well, he was in Hampshire. Michael Gove was, sorry, Heath Campbell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I would have loved, I would have relished the opportunity to write to my local MP and have it be Mr. Hunt. <laughs> well, he actually came, Jeremy Hunt came and canvassed uh, my parents' house. My dad uh, oh, got got, got into a bit of an argument with him on the doorstep. Oh like, wow! Yes. challenging him. Good man. Um, it's my it's my dream. I've never ever been doorstopped and canvassed by political campaigners, and it's my absolute dream. I love it. People who saw my door are Jehovah's Witnesses. No, uh, Jeremy Hunt actually. I think my mum had to come and like take take, take <laughs> my way in. Come on yeah. now. This is not the time. <laughs> I, I suppose he had the balls to do it. Well, they, that's what they do, isn't it? I think it's when he was health secretary, because he's, he's foreign secretary. He's foreign secretary yeah. now, yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's screwed the health service over enough. Sorry. He's, done with, he's done with the country, <laughs> yeah. now let's let him fuck up the world. Yeah. <laughs> Don't destroy the foreigners, Mr. Hunt. Yeah, it's, it's, Sorry, it's like, a little political turn there. Why are you doing? This is what we do on the, on the diecast these days, it goes, goes where it goes. Yeah, okay. All over yeah. the place, yeah. That, well, politics. It's the first time it's gone to politics, though. I, I like it. That's because I'm I, I'm joyless now. I don't write to people that I like. I write to people I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you haven't right. seen it, by the way, you should check out the uh, again. I'll put the link in the description. The BBC Radio Two um, news broadcast where the chap, the newsreader, was referring to Jeremy Hunt and called him something very different in a spoonerism. Um, it's. Uh... I might I might try and send you a link. It's a it's a very common. Um, I think there might be a YouTube mashup of people with that particular spoonerism. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot more. It's quite common. This guy's one was was hilarious. He was a very famous um, radio presenter. I forget his name, but he basically he said it immediately. Stopped. I realised what he'd done, and then about three seconds later, like coughed and said hunt as if he hadn't said that word before like he'd styled it out and then continued reading but then got like you know when you get the giggles 
and it's just bubbling up inside of you and like, every now and then you'll burst out laughing and like <coughs> excuse me and then very professionally try and read on but then just lose it and this goes on for about two minutes it's it's comedy gold links in the description i'm, I'm sure it's like, it must be like a journalistic um like a like a video game achievement like oh did you get jeremy hunt's name wrong on air oh let me buy you a beer brilliant we've all been there broadcasting bingo have That's you done Twitterism yet? yes take that one off the box what's you next? just for free the bbc bar <laughs> hey he did it he broke his duck well done <laughs> It's like that bit in Goodfellas when he comes out of the court. Yeah. Ah, you broke your cherry! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what other ones there are out there. There's got to be more horrendous spoonerisms that people make. I saw Trevor McDonald once uh, get... Um, I, I nearly did it then. Kent Countryside muddled up oh. on the news at 10. Kent in his Countryside. And finally bit. Um, wow. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so it good. Countryside, is it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, really, really good. Like. Wow. I know, I nearly did it then, it was very easy. <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is Spoonerism. Yeah, this is why absolutely. Happen, you know? And they are hilarious when they happen. But I don't know why you'd go into politics when you're Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. Um, you would it's change, just too easy, isn't it? You'd change your surname. You'd go yeah, you really would. Your mother's main name or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anything else that you want to, want to cover off tonight? Anything that we uh, oh, chat about? Not, I think... Have you even touched the notebook this evening? No, not really. No. I, I wrote out about two things, and I think we covered them off in the first five minutes. Mm. Yeah, I noticed you've written Trump. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason I've written that is... Do we have to talk about that tangle-head piss monster? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have to, but we're talking about politics, so I guess now he's going to talk. So you put, you write some funny shit on Facebook first um, about Trump. I, I can't actually... I don't really I don't really have a filter when it comes to my Facebook, and I just if I think something, it tends to go on there. I mean, is that and not the point of Facebook, though? I, and yeah, social media yeah, as well. you shouldn't... You know, it's the sanitised version of you and all that stuff, like, so... Yeah, I do tend to, if I think of something and if it amuses me, then I'll punt it up there. So this morning I drove to work in Gemma's sunglasses, didn't realise, pulled the wrong pair out of the glove box. I rarely, I rarely take the car. Are they and like dim and they're, they're, they're quite, I mean, they're leopard print and rainbow oh, okay. lens and they're a bit sort of flared at the sides. Nice. And I wondered why the white van guys were looking at me weird at the traffic lights. <laughs> so that, I mean, obviously that goes on Facebook because I think that's funny as fuck. So yeah, yeah if, if something amuses me, I, I tend to share it. Other people might like it. So what did you write about Trump then? Um, I, went to a, I went to a Donald Trump um, the, one of the protests when he was over oh, here, right, um, yeah. not London, because it was that seemed a bit too big and effortful. I went to Windsor really? for a lovely, quiet one outside the castle. That sounds quite sophisticated. It was, it was, it was absolutely marvellous. It yeah. was brilliant. It <laughs> was like all the people that I went to see the Children Act with. We were all together. Was it was like a, tea and cakes a lovely and crowd. There wasn't no, but someone did share. Someone was handing out bottles of water, which was quite. So nice. I think it was, it, and I'm sure it was, it was you that wrote. The, the, some of the signs and there was like I can't remember what the sign said hopefully you do but there's one that just made me laugh ones. a lot um, my favourite one was uh, don't give him the good biscuits <laughs> um, I, which I just thought was so English it's unbelievable because he was the reason there was one in Windsor was he was due to meet the Queen and have tea with the Queen at yeah. Windsor Castle yeah. so I just love the fact that someone put all of that together and came up with don't give him the good biscuits yeah. Yeah. Um, there was I mean there was so, tons of good ones um, and someone put a mashup of them on, on yeah. social media yeah. just, there was like 18 of them I think my favourite one was this very large placard that a person was holding and it detailed all of the effort that they'd gone to, like I took the day off work, I got a childminder, I travelled 123 miles, two train journeys and a taxi cab just to come here and tell you you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I 
okay, that's so English. I love it. Wow. I love it. I mean, and I did. I made nowhere near that effort. Like I had the week off anyway. I was at a loose end. I just jumped on the train to Windsor. Did you have a placard? Oh, for now, did I didn't you? have a placard. No, some guy let me hold his placard. Okay. While he went off to get some lunch, mm. so I sort of I time shared a placard okay. for about an hour. What did that one say? Oh, I can't remember. He, he was an American fella, and it was something like. I can't remember, but it was really good. It was like you're—he's a sociopath, but he's our sociopath, or something like that. <laughs> it, was some, it was something like that. Do you know what so, I mean? It definitely referred to him as a sociopath. Yeah. So you got that friend who's a dick, but he's yeah, he's, that, he's, absolutely, he's, yeah. He's 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 our he's idiot, our you know. Um, but yeah, was, I, you know, I've never to forty years old. I'm going to a protest. Um, yeah, awesome. It was it was it was quite good fun. Yeah. But like I say, it was the genteel sort of out in Berkshire. I wasn't up in town where. Where it, was, it got a lot more notice yeah. Um, yeah. with the anarchists it, yeah with the anarchists Trump yeah TV, but I had no idea what to you know, I turned up I, I, I'm a bit of a goff so I turned up in like a black t-shirt and black shorts um, and I sat on one of those um, barriers that they put in the road yeah. uh, to stop terror attacks yeah. and they're black metal mm-hmm. and it was blazing sun obviously because oh, wow. it was like July and I was it's there for about here. 40 or 50 minutes and I was like this is the hottest I've ever been in my life <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone want to hold this guy's sign please I need to go and get some water <laughs> You mean you didn't hold it over you for shit? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Why? I didn't even think I'll of clean, that. Clean the dehydration. <laughs> Someone build me a time machine. Yeah, and go back and warn your previous self. Um, yeah, Donald Trump's just a, an idiot, and it just, it makes me despair a little bit that he's yeah. where he is. So I watched recently, and I don't know if you guys have watched it, but I would totally recommend it if you do. Ed Balls in Trumpland on the BBC iPod. Oh, I really wanted to watch that. Ed, Ed Balls, the Ed Balls yeah. politician. The politician, yeah. I mean, he's... I, say what you like about him. Is he still politician. in politics? I know no. he's, he's resigned now. But say what you like about him and his politics. Actually, as a, a personality on the TV, he's very, very good. I, I re- Honestly, I loved he him on Strictly. Yeah, he was great on Strictly. He was so much fun. He was, and he didn't care. He was like, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to do this and I'm going to let myself yeah. go. But... He has three episodes. They're on iPlayer, uh, where he travels around basically all of the the key places where Trump supporters are, mainly in the south uh, of America, and he meets the people who voted for him. And I thought it was going to be kind of Sasha Baron Cohen esque, where he's just going around and outsmarting them with with intellect and and taking the piss out of them without them realizing yeah. what he's doing. But it wasn't. He was chatting with them, and he was basically getting to the bottom of why they voted for him. He was putting opposite arguments across but he was extremely balanced with what he was doing and actually just really really good all the way through it really good and you can, you can tell he's a politician because they're, they're having a bit of tete-a-tete I wouldn't really call it an argument but there was back and forth and he was just politely raising valid points yeah and yeah it was well worth I saw, watching I'm sure I saw a trailer for it and I was like I must watch that and then probably forgot so I play yeah, really, I'll watch that really when I get home no there was some great three great episodes really enjoyed it mm. I'll have to check that out as well yeah that's no, cool I, I recommend it a lot he, he spoke to uh, he did one on like gun nuts so people who are all about the guns and actually the, the guy that he went to uh, there was a, a school offering um, like training on weapons handling and the the instructor was a gay black guy uh, in New Orleans, no, Texas, where they were. Um, and he was also big into guns and voted for Trump. But actually his view, wow. yeah, I mean, it was like a real high thing. Well, and he took him, he actually took um, Ed Balls to a gay bar in downtown Houston or something like that. And he ended up 
dance because you know strictly and he was having a bit of a dance off with a, a transvestite just amazing television See, Ed Balls has just gone up another it two just, notches just, there just, right there with that yeah the next yeah. level but um come back to politics Ed actually this dude who was who was doing the gun training was actually fairly balanced in what he was saying because he had a, a classroom full of people and he was just basically going around saying icebreaker who are you what's your name where you from why do you want a gun why do you want to carry yeah. a, a gun with you and like he stopped on this one woman and she said you know I just see all these these shootings in the schools going on and just if if I was nearby and that was happening, I'd want to run in and take out the bad guys. And he said, well, stop you there, then let's examine this scenario. There's a shooting in a school. The police are obviously going to be called. They're on their way. You go in to tackle the bad guys. There's bad guys in there with guns. You're in there with a gun. The police show up. You're a civilian waving a gun around in a school. You're going to get shot. Either by the bad guys or by the good or guys. The, yeah. All because of your presence there. Even if you manage to kill one of the bad guys and the police come in and see you doing that, they're still going to shoot you because you're shooting someone else. It's like That's the, the worst and dumbest idea <laughs> I've ever heard of for someone wanting to own a gun. And she was like, shut down. Yeah. I was like, wow, actually, I just assumed all Americans in the South were all like, Second Amendment, I'm going to have a gun, God damn it, and to hell with it. But this guy was actually really balanced. It's quite interesting. I want to watch this now. What, what, yeah. what's it on? It's, it's on iPlay. BBC iPlay. Ed okay. Balls in Trump. Trumpland. Trumpland. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Links yeah. in the description. <laughs> this is going to be. This going to be a long description. This description is just going to be. Links in the. Links in the blog post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should actually just link to the blog post. Put everything in there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about Trump wise? No, that that was it really. Just your, your Facebook stuff makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, it, like I say, if it amuses me, that, that that the one the other day, I'm just I'm just going to do a bit now. The one the other day, so I, I I went to the bus stop the other day, and there was a fella in a Tesco's uniform and a fella in a Sainsbury's uniform, oh, and I was right. so disappointed they weren't fighting. Yeah, right. So yeah, I just put that up there. So it just in, in my head, it, the, why is that not a fight? Yeah. Like, but they were stood there sort of nicely. They need well, to figure who out who's, win? Who's, who's who's Tesco win? fight. I mean, I mean, based on these individuals, the Tesco's guys guy was fucking massive. Oh, uh, so purely based on on that, and and I think he had age and he reached and he had size and he had everything on his size on his side. So in that scenario, probably him. But I, I think someone brought this up there. It feels like a, that's like kind of some sort of anchorman thing where like you get all the Tesco's guys, the Sainsbury's guys, and yep. maybe, maybe Marks and Spencer's rock up. Waitrose over there just like making falafels and like yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not fighting. No. Um, Costco come in with like the big it trolleys. Just, it was it was like it, and that's why I, I put it up because it was like a someone had set a, a joke up. It was just these two <laughs> right there, and I was like. <laughs> The Sainsbury's guy and a, a Tesco's guy at a bus stop. I wanted it's to take like a photo you like you of it, but I... Guys, just, just, do you mind? Just, like, do you not see the joke here? Do you guys not see the joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awkward though when no one else gets your humour. I know, yeah, situations. yeah. You're pissing yourself and I was, I was like, well... Yeah, no one else on the bus got it. It was rubbish. Instead <laughs> 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 so of front, oh, these two guys. <laughs> yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention just before we finish as well... Um, talking about stand-up just came to mind there was a, a documentary on Robin Williams on the telly the other night and it was mm. like his life story I only watched half of it and I had to turn it off for bed it was late but um, I've recorded it totally recommend it something like, like Robin Williams come inside my mind or something like that what, was it what, what uh, channel format uh, it had adverts so it's gonna be ITV ITV channel 4 I think yeah. maybe Sky not sure. Can we find the link in the comments? Link in the comments. <laughs> link in the description. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'll just write that down. Actually, I, I, if you could talk about stand-up as well, I've recently, I've been in a bit of a stand-up binge on Netflix recently. Oh, really? What have you been watching? Uh, well, I've seen 
It's, it's all because I listened to the, the, the Joe Rogan podcast. I watched his Netflix special, which is pretty funny, and he does a. It's worth it for the final bit. It's an mm. hour long, but he does a final bit about the Kardashians. Which oh, I'm nice, nice. Because nice. Joe Rogan's an angry dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, I like, it yeah. is. It is worth it for the final bit because that that shit was next level funny. Yeah, like I said, some of the rest of the special. It was it, if you like him, you'll enjoy it. But otherwise, it's a bit. Comedy specials go. It was a bit give and take, but that he, he just that final bit just nails it. Roger. Uh, Ari Shafir has a, a double one on there. Okay. There's a Jewish comedian. Uh, he was really funny. But the one that I really love is a guy called Tom Segura, who's actually got three Netflix specials. He's a regular guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, Tom Segura. It's like an LA comic, and he was fucking funny. That is actually the funniest stand up I've seen for quite a long time. To to check I thought. I'm finding more and more on my Facebook feed that I'm just getting um, bits of stand up comedy. I don't know what I've been searching for on the internet, <laughs> but it just seems to be populating like there's that dude I forget his name but he tells a story about when he went to Russia and got nicknamed the machine well he he funnily enough yeah. there's a little group of them that come on to the Joe Rogan experience okay. there's Joe Rogan Ari Shafir Tom Segura yeah. and that guy Bert Kreischer oh, okay. who does the machine what's, what's he called Bert Kreischer Bert Kreischer he also has just had a Netflix special release that's just come out I think literally last Friday Yeah, it's called Secret Time which is also very very funny have you seen the machine Links in the description. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll explain because it's quite a famous bit now. But Bert Cross, I mean, his thing basically back in the the nineties, I think Rolling Stone did a review of like the best party colleges in the states, and they decided that I think it's Florida State, right, was like the best party college, and they did actually featured him personally in the article <laughs> as like Mr. Party at Florida State, <laughs> and he's basically parlayed this into a career in first of all in TV and now in stand up. Nice. And he performs. He's he's quite quite a rotund chap. Performs with his shirt off. It's like his bit. Like it's Dr- Does he just come out without a shirt on? Because I could the. the the thing, the story about the machine started and he wasn't wearing a shirt and I'm like, yeah, well, he, maybe he got to that stage. Well, for, for his new Netflix special, which is like a brand new hour of his, he comes out and like, everyone's like, hey, and then he just takes his shirt off and goes straight <laughs> into it. <laughs> that's, his, that's his game on mode. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll show you the machine nice. before you go. Thanks. I'll, I'll link in the description to it because it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like a 15 minute bit, but he talks about Basically, accidentally going, take, <clears throat> accidentally taking Russian yeah. at college, and then he, accidentally going to Russia. It took him three classes <laughs> to realise it, it wasn't it wasn't Spanish. <laughs> and then going to Russia and basically joining the Russian mafia while he's out there, wow. just because he met some Russian mafiosos yeah, and they were badass. And uh, the only thing, we'll watch it. It's, it's if hilarious. you haven't seen, if you're listening and you haven't seen the bit, is is one of the greatest bits of stand-up comedy. I mean, this story just builds. And builds yeah. and builds and builds, and you just wonder where it's going to stop. It's fantastic. Yeah, you totally check it He's out. He's a very fun. I will comic. watch. Yeah, definitely watch that. Yeah, it's also yeah. His current Netflix special, Secret Time, is well, well worth watching. I shall check that one out. I didn't know his name until now. Thank you. Yeah. For that. Cool. Well, I've got nothing else. I want to shout out? You don't? No, I do not. Else from you? I mean, I've rattled on for ages, boys. This is this yeah. is what it's all about. No, yeah. I, I think I'm spent. Well. Thank you, our very first guest, season two on on the diecast. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. That's been awesome. Uh, we Simon's going on his jolly bobs for a bit, so yeah. we're going to take a, a little uh, break. We'll be back. A couple of weeks. We'll be back in about three weeks. I yeah. reckon. End of September. We'll um, and we have some more guests. I hope lined up for around then. More guests and more podcasts coming out. So thank you for listening. Um, until then, I've been Simon. And I've been Johnny. And <laughs> I'm still just Lewis. <laughs> You should have done. (laughs) Slow to the party this one, but thanks for listening and uh, goodbye.